Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for downloading or streaming this episode of Band Biographies. You can find more episodes at bandbiographies.com. That's B-A-N-N-E-D biographies.com. If you enjoy it, why not leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts. Apparently, it helps get the show up the charts so more people can see it, to download it, and then to leave further five-star reviews. Another way you can help is by telling as many friends as possible to give it a download. Please do reach out on Twitter at BandBiogs, on Instagram at BandBiographies, search on Facebook for BandBiographies, or by emailing bandbiographies at gmail.com. But most of all, enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Band Biographies podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of music-based podcasts. Be sure to visit Pantheon.com to find a whole host of different types of show on all sorts of music. It's a real honour to be placed among such brilliant podcasts. This show is the second episode recounting the tour I went on in November with Sham69. Once again, my very good podcasting pal Smokey sat down for a further two and a half hours to act as the voice of the audience, to react to the things that I said, and to ask questions where I may needed to have expanded on things. Smokey hosts podcasts mainly about films on the show's Rated H, a horror movie podcast with his co-host Ben Taylorson, All the Best Lines, where co-host Adam Roach educates him on all things golden age of cinema, and House of Hammer, where he, Ben, Kev Moore, and occasionally Adam are going through the entire back catalogue of the films of Hammer Studios in order. As I mentioned, this is the second part of a two-part episode, so be sure to go and listen to the first part before starting this one. I hope you enjoy listening, and if you have any questions at all, do reach out to me on social media or via the email address listed in the show notes, alongside links to all the bands mentioned in this episode. So once more, thank you, Smokey, for joining me for the second part of our conversation um, and my tour diary from the Sham 69 tour in November. It's my absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed the first time around. Great fun. Yeah, it was nice to have a, a co-host again. Mm. It felt, <laughs> like, felt like the old days of anywhere but here. Um, yeah, pining, pining. Yeah, miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> they might be back, who knows? Ooh. At some point, what <laughs> one-offs? Who knows? But yes, tell tell people about where they can find you on the internet. 
Oh, we're doing it again. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I figure some people, some people <laughs> might listen to this as you know for their first one. Mm. And if you are listening to this one for the first one, this is the second part yeah. of a two-part episode. So go back and listen to the last episode because that's where we where we do all this. But as every podcast is someone's first podcast, is true. introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you, Stanley. Um, so this, uh, so for all your horror movie needs, you can find me on Rated H. For all your Golden Age cinema needs, you can find me on All the Best Lines. And then for all your Hammer <laughs> needs, you can find me on The House of Hammer, um, which our, our new episode dropped uh, yesterday, which is very exciting. So, yeah, a terrible, terrible film, but a great episode. She's <laughs> a, a lot we have to put up with sometimes. So they're usually yeah. the best ones, though. I quite like it when either mm. one it, there's either an argument between you guys. Yeah. One of you thinks that it's crap, and the others think it's good, or the other way around. Yeah, uh, it, all, it does all of you manage to pile onto a film as well. Mm. Like when everyone's piling onto a film, it's always good fun. Yeah, my uh, my lovely co-host Kev really hated the film that we did and uh, pooed on it from a very great height. Be- <laughs> myself and Ben were a little more kind to it, but no, Kev's ire was <laughs> very highly up. So yeah, no, he he really did not enjoy the film. <laughs> very much looking forward to listening to that mm, when I get round to it. <laughs> Because I'm still working through my yeah. backlog of podcasts from while I was away. I genuinely thought in the van I'd get loads of podcasts listening mm. done, and I got none. No, no. Instead, Just... it was listening to a load of Euro radio stations uh... playing incredible Euro pop. Uh, oh, and, uh, what? <laughs> either that or uh, 80s hair metal and power Ooh. pop and stuff like that which is okay. all good all That's, good you, you need a bit of a mix um, yeah not sure not sure it gets you quite in the punk vibe but um no you know, but you know something a bit different yeah exactly you can't <laughs> just listen to one genre the whole time you know you certainly can't you certainly can't exactly so so where it, on your european odyssey did we leave off last time so we left off with us nearly getting in a fight in Czech- yeah. in, in Czechia with a band yeah. called uh, well I can't be bothered to say their name no because they're a bunch of assholes because they were yeah they were wankers yeah but we didn't get in a fight which is fine <laughs> we just left them to an empty room with a house drum kit <laughs> instead of ours and uh, yeah they played to about fifteen people you know serves them right exactly <laughs> so the next day we made our final trip over the border. Because we'd gone from Germany to Czechia, back into Germany and back into Czechia again. Nice. Now we're going back down to the south of Germany to Ulm, oh, yeah. um, right down in the south, where I've actually been before. It was the first time we'd gone somewhere where I'd actually been in the past. Uh, how, how long ago had you had you previously been? Probably about four or five years ago on a work trip. So, um, oh, okay. I was staying in much plusher accommodations. Again, we were back in the Ibis budget this time around. <laughs> No bunk bed though. It was it was ah. a twin, so that was that was a that was at least a, a bit of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, once again, it was a Sunday. Ah. So we literally drove there, dropped our stuff off at the venue, dropped our stuff off at the hotel, came back again, didn't get a sound check. We were too late to get a sound check in. So you know. Oh dear. <laughs> that was the way of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we got to this um, this club and it was called um, Better Guys or not. It wasn't Beetlejuice, which I right. thought it was, but it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was slightly different spelling. Okay. And they had these uh, amazing FCK PTN shirts 
hung up around the place. Got you. Yes, I remember seeing the photos of those. Yeah, Putin's and like every single member of the band bought one because we were just like, yeah, why not? You know, it's uh, it's good fun. There did you wear it on of... stage? I did. I was the only one who did. Everyone else <laughs> reverted to their original attire for uh, for the actual gig. But I thought, no, fuck it. Like I've yeah. this. You rebel, you exactly. You know, <laughs> make a stance. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but that was quite cool. The support bands were called the Herbards, which is basically German for Herberts. Oh, okay. oh all right. I like that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And they had like the umlaut over the A. Of the... course they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not only are they German, but I suppose it goes back to Motley Crue and Motorhead. And Motorhead. All that, you know. Hanoi Rocks, didn't they have one? I think, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, carrying on that tradition. Mm. They're, they've been going since like 1983. Oh, wow. They were kind of old school guys playing kind of scrappy punk rock. It was good? Uh, yeah. And uh, what was even better, uh, I don't know whether I mentioned in the first one, like Tim, the lead singer of Sham 69, is a Millwall supporter. Right. For his sins. Okay. And these guys support West Ham. And oh. they actually did like a punk version of I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> which, which was brilliant. <laughs> wow. And of course, wound him up to no end. Yeah, I could imagine that would not go down well with him. <laughs> How to keg. Yep. <laughs> but again, it was one of these really cool kind of like, it was almost like a prefabby type building, but covered in stickers and stuff right on the outskirts of town. Yeah. And yeah, just really good turnout. Sunday night, you know, mm. must be must have been about two or 300 people in there. Wow. Crammed in. I'm sure it wasn't designed to hold that many people <laughs> you're getting a what is it a fire regulations coming out <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly, close yeah. it down <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that that was cool they they put on this amazing spread including like a giant meatloaf that was the size of like a pavement brick like right. it was it was huge wow. um really great again like you know the the whole theme of this tour has been great people and great food like everywhere you go just yeah like, certainly amazing. sounds like you did well that way yeah yeah definitely so we we shoveled a bit of that down while we were listening to them and also good beer as well very good beer in this place nice but yeah so i was i was lent the bass cab of the basses from the herbards and uh it was enormous it was like a sideboard this thing and it, it looked like it had been made out of a sideboard as well it looked like okay. it was a relic from god knows when <laughs> it's it had seen better days <laughs> Most definitely, but it was so loud. I couldn't quite get over the fact of how loud it was. I literally couldn't hear anything else, despite the fact that the monitors were like to the side of my head, basically. Jeez. So you've got you've gone completely the opposite then, haven't you? Because before you were saying, right, I, I don't need to hear myself now. I'm quite yep. enjoying this. And now all you can hear is you. <laughs> yeah, what I should have done was turn my own amp all the way down to like a half or something like that. Like not Not even one. But um, I think even then it would have it just it just pushed sound out. It was ridiculous. Wow. So actually, I didn't have the best gig that night, which was slightly annoying. Because where everyone could hear you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I was talking to the sound guy afterwards, and he was like, "It was so loud, I stopped putting it through the PA. Oh wow! Like it, it didn't need the PA. Like the cabinet on its own." was that loud blimey it was kind of ropey but again i wasn't the only one making mistake tim tim forgot the words 
Paul's wireless system died halfway through. (laughs) And this was also another time I forgot to mention in the last one, there were three gigs in a row and it might be starting from this gig where he broke a string at exactly the same point in exactly the same song, (laughs) three nights in a row. Wow, his guitar really doesn't like playing that song. No, it was odd. So he must be playing it particularly hard or something. I don't know. Was it during a solo? It was during Angels with Dirty Faces, and it was probably around the kind of solo. Gotcha. (laughs) But yeah, so everyone, everyone was a little bit kind of scrappy on this one, and various things were going wrong. It was punk. It was DIY. It was mm. it was loose and scrappy. Yeah. There was a bloke down the front, I remember, and he looked like a cartoon of a skinhead. Okay. He was massive. He had like a potato for a head, right. like a misshapen potato for a head, red braces, red boots, acid acid wash jeans. Ah, okay. You know, all that <laughs> kind of like he looked like the caricature of a skinhead. Stereotypical. And uh yeah, everyone seemed to be having a really good time, which again is what counts. And um, I remember also uh, chatting to a guy, I want to say his name was Klaus. Of course. G- genuinely, you know, big guy, <laughs> like giant guy, massive leather coat, bikey hair, all that. And we were talking about, you know, the club itself and the yeah. fact that it's, you know, as I said in the last one, all these German clubs are kind of subsidized by the government for the arts and stuff. And, uh, you know, he was saying that it's the only kind of alternative club in the, in the town oh, right. or city. It's quite, it's either a small city or a large town. I can never remember with Ulm because it's got a cathedral, which in this country makes it a city, but I don't True. know if that's the case. Over there. And he was like, you know, all, all kinds of music is played here from like metal to hip hop and like everything in between kind mm. of poetry and things like that. Oh, wow. Okay. And we got onto various types of music and bearing in mind, this is a massive bloke in a leather mm. jacket and stuff. Mm. And we were kind of saying, you know, it's, it doesn't really matter what kind of music it is as long as it's made well yeah. and is played with bollocks then it's yeah. good, right? Which I think I is, you know, I'm I'm not a music snob. I like all sorts of music from like pop right mm. through to kind of black metal. Sure. It's good to it's good to be diverse in your tastes. Yeah, I think you know, so. I'm I'm more than happy to go, you know, from listening to oh it's red into then putting on Slayer. I'm quite happy yeah. to do to do that. But I do remember um an interview I saw with Mr. Fabulous from uh, the Blues Brothers band, the uh, trumpet player. And he said exactly, it's pretty much the same thing you said. Is, he says, as long as it's done well, any kind of music is great. And I, and I always remember that. It's like, he's right, you know. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, I mean, I don't enjoy a lot of pop music, but I can hear that it's well constructed and, you know, written well. Mm-hmm. You know, like ABBA, for example, can't yeah. stand them fuckers, but they make, <laughs> they make catchy fucking pop music and that's why it's popular. The thing with ABBA as well is like their music is indestructible. Mm. It doesn't matter yeah. who covers it or like even if Pierce Brosnan is braying it on a film <laughs> yeah. like a fucking donkey, like it yeah. still stands up. Like they're just well constructed. They really are. Yeah, I, I, I begrudgingly give them a, a lot of respect because I really can't stand <laughs> the music. But uh, yeah, no, they are, they are very, very good at what they do. Well, this so. is it. Myself and Klaus got on to, um, you know, I decided to broach the subject. I was like, even mm. pop music, as we're saying now, can yeah. be brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, this is how far I'm going to go. <laughs> and I don't know how you feel about this, but Uh-oh. one of my absolute favourite pop tunes of the last 10 to 15 years mm. is um, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Ooh. 
<laughs> because it's just an earworm oh. and it's it's survived but it's really well done it's just it's I just guess. but this massive bloke in the leather jacket mm. brought his head down level to mine and was like me too oh <laughs> my word and so we we had a real connection over carly ray jepson yeah <laughs> it's it's weird, isn't it, when you get talking about music and you, and you start. I've that's mental, but you, you start you start thinking about these things, and you do go. There is some like really uh, amazing pop, but like rewind twenty years, we would have never have said that. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah. It was like everything was much more tribal about twenty mm. odd years ago, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you were wearing your Iron Maiden hoodie, you couldn't even think about maybe repping kind of pop punk or something because no. like no, no. that was outside of that particular kind of genre wasn't it yeah really? yeah i mean i mean just you know i remember the year that my chemical romance were one of the headliners of download and mm. the riot that that almost caused at the mm. time was mm. you know and, and i was fully invested as well i was like fuck mcr you yeah know, same here i was the same but but then the other day you know i i think it was on the telly and uh uh black parade came on and fucking hell, that's a good song. Yeah, it really it's a, is. It's a really good tune. And and I, I look back to those days and go, I would never have said that. No. Never. No. And now no. look at me. I'm growing. <laughs> exactly. It shows yeah. a maturity, I think. You know, right. you're, you're, you're allowing yourself that extra flexibility. I yeah, suppose, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember where, I can't remember where I was working, but I remember there being, you know, like a now cd playing now that's what i call music of one year mm. and i was always just you know metal man so i was just putting everything down oh this is shit this is shit this is shit but secretly in my head i was waiting for complicated by avril levine to come on because i really <laughs> like that tune <laughs> yeah i know man everyone loves avril levine she that, 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 that tune's awesome that that tune is great yeah yeah and, it really um... is even if she is dead <laughs> what Oh, have you not heard that? It's a conspiracy theory that a bit oh, like Paul McCartney that she's, one of these? she's died and uh, whoever take it, taking her place is a is a copy. <laughs> a waxwork by the yeah. looks of it anyway, because she looks wow. exactly the same. Well, she does. Yeah, she hasn't aged. But uh, yeah, that's one of the conspiracy theories floating out there. But yeah, I just I always remember <laughs> thinking, oh, good, that song's coming on. <laughs> <laughs> my terrible past. I bought that. I bought that album for my mum, but secretly for myself. Nice. So you burnt a copy and then gave it to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Mm. I did exactly the same with my mum when I bought the George Ezra album. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good album. Yeah, sure. He's good. <laughs> He's got a great voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're having this heart to heart. Me too. Yeah, for everyone to <laughs> On record for everyone to suddenly yeah. be like, what, what do you guys know about yeah, anything we... alternative? No, we've lost all credibility. <laughs> Whatever credibility we had, it's certainly gone now. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, I'm loud and proud. I don't mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then back to the hotel. Again, it was a, an early curfew because it was a Sunday. Of course, yeah. And um, we kind of salvaged some drinks to take back to the, uh, to the nice. foyer. Salvaged. <laughs> and we got joined by a Dutchman who kind of turned up on a motorbike halfway through. Okay. And we gave him a beer as well because, you know, the Dutch are always good to get drunk with. Yeah. yeah. His name was Boudé and he'd been on like a five week excursion from Greece all the way back home on his motorbike, just wow. stopping off at various places around Europe all the way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
and it turns out he's an engineer as well so like you know for my day job that was quite interesting we had a little chat about engineering and stuff sure the others all zoned out and fucked off further away so they didn't have to listen to the boring stuff but yeah interesting times we saw him again in the morning he was leaving at the same time we were since then we kind of swapped emails to kind of keep in touch and um yeah that's cool the next day was a a shorter drive to a place called castle which is slightly kind of mid germany i guess Mm. okay but again we got to the accommodation and the promoter was nowhere to be seen and he had had the the keys keys. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) drink everyone (laughs) yeah when you start hearing good food good people Mm -hmm. promoter's not there he had the keys we can't get into the venue take a drink take a drink okay i'm gonna i'm gonna announce that in the intro (laughs) (laughs) so we went to find the promoter at the venue we got to the venue knocked on the back door and some really gruff guy came to the door and was like oh you can't come in and we're like but we are here to see the promoter he's not here okay right well we're cleaning up now so you can't come in you've got to wait another 30 minutes but we how dirty is it (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's happened here (laughs) but yeah this guy was just having none of our shit like even though we weren't giving him shit he was just really aggressive we're the band we're playing here (laughs) really aggressive and really really strange so we were like okay well we'll just wait around and a couple of us went over to a cafe on the corner and had a beer and by the time we went back, actually, most of the stuff had been loaded in by the people who stayed behind, which, you know, went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Then we waited around for a bit to do the sound check, during which time it turned out that the really gruff guy who'd meet, met us at the door was uh, the sound man as well, ah, which, wonderful. you know. Because you're on such a good footing for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he came back to the kind of backstage area, which again, big fridge full of beer and mm-hmm. soft drinks, which was always a, you know, a, a welcome surprise mm-hmm. after having drunk beer for solidly for two weeks at this point. You kind <laughs> yeah. of just need something else. Just a lemonade, just a cola, just water. <laughs> <laughs> he came backstage and was like, oh, I heard you don't have a base cab. And I was like, no, do you have a base cab? He's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to help me out with it? And I was like, not really. Because I want to get shouted at. <laughs> but I went and helped him out anyway. And it turned out that this base cab was stored at the in the back of one of the storerooms behind loads of crates of beer. Okay. Which he was then like just picking them up and smashing them down on the floor. Oh. The owner of the bar came through and was like, do you mind not like <laughs> crashing those things about? Don't be so heavy handed. And he, he literally said this to the guy. He was like, this isn't the 1930s. You can't tell me what to do. Oh. And I was like, okay. like oh. hands up. Like, I don't know what the, what the dynamic is here. No. Is, is that a joke? Is <sighs> that, I because I couldn't tell. This guy clearly wasn't German, mm. but I I couldn't tell where he like. Is he Jewish? Is he like? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't know the the dynamic, and was like, but That's... is that is that just like one of those weird kind of mm. bantery things yeah. that I don't get as 
two people talking in. Sound a little uncomfortable though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then eventually he did smash down a crate of beer, and then one of the bottles broke, and then he had to sheepishly go and be like, "Oh, by the way, I've kind of you know." Bloody hell. So I was like, right, I'm just going to help this guy to the stage with the thing and leave him to set it up and, yeah. you know, go away, back, <laughs> just crawl backstage and <laughs> under a rock somewhere. After that, we kind of let, left him to set the stage up, went back to the accommodation, which again was on the top floor of like a five-story building with no lift. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't have to carry a bass amp up it this time. No, this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the smokers in the group were... Hmm not happy <laughs> yeah no I, I get that i trust me i understand that one <laughs> <laughs> but actually it was quite like all the rooms were spacious that you know each of us didn't have our own ones i was sharing with paul again tim and ian were sharing mm. and then katie and simon had their own rooms mm. although simon had like the spare room which just had loads of shit in it and oh. basically like was sleeping on top of what looked like eight mattresses piled up in a corner <laughs> okay like, like the wow. princess and the pea you know <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that would be an interesting night's sleep yeah anyway we headed back to the venue for eight o'clock met the support band who were called amuse girls okay none of them were women that's random yeah four four dudes one of them was dressed with the kind of braces and boots and stuff mm. the rest of them just looked like normal guys right all i would say in their kind of 40s and they played a kind of pop punky kind of vibe they were pretty good i really enjoyed them mm. just a such a random band name though yeah yeah i don't i, don't, I didn't ever get to the bottom of why it was they were called that really <laughs> Again, here, I made sure that I couldn't hear my bass in the monitor after they came off. Like I stayed and watched their entire set. Mm. And again, it was another one of these German clubs where everyone was smoking indoors, right. despite the fact that there is a smoking ban. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only one that we that we ever went to where no one smoked inside, I think, was that second night mm. where everyone after the first band came off went outside and we were a little bit gotcha. scared. Yeah, yeah. But almost everywhere else, it was like free, you know, you can do what you want. It's something that you kind of, in this country, you've definitely got used to not being in those situations. Mm. I remember going out with my friends as a kid and it was like always you'd come home stinking of fags. You'd have the occasional fag burn (laughs) in your your shoulder or something where someone had, you know, you were on the dance floor, you were brushing past people and stuff like that those were the days those were the days <laughs> my mum was definitely convinced i was a smoker yeah i said oh god i mean those those were the days to get away with it well yeah you were true. a smoker <laughs> but no no i didn't smoke but i've been to the pub where other people were smoking it's true yeah so it was a smoky uh it was a smoky room there were loads of people in there god knows how many the capacity was but um Again, a good probably 200, 250 people. Nice. Um, on a Monday night. Again, and Castle was like quite a small town by kind of German standards, I suppose. Mm. It's just, it's really interesting. Like you were saying at the at the very beginning of the last episode, like were you surprised at the, mm. the turnout for this? Yeah. And yes. Like yeah. every night was really well attended, except maybe one. I mean, maybe it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit uh, presumptuous of me, but you sort of think, well, maybe because they're so far out of the way, maybe they're a little starved. This for, is it. For live I think entertainment. That's, 
that's definitely the case in places like Czechia, where like their their venues are in the middle of bloody nowhere. I thought you were going to say like Chatham there. For a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <was> like what? <laughs> that too. Well, yeah. if, if there were any venues left here in Chatham, that's the problem. But it seems like elsewhere on the continent people do actually travel yeah one of the listeners to this very show actually he lives in switzerland and um he was interested in coming to one of the gigs and the closest one was Ulm. Oh, wow. i was going to get him on the on the guest list but as it turned out on that sunday he and his son play in an ice hockey team and okay. they were playing ice hockey that day and couldn't make it up to the well to the thing. so as as reasons go that's fair dude it's it's fair it's exactly and who knows, maybe next year, perhaps next year. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been quite interesting. But yeah, so again, no bass through my monitors, played an absolute blinder hey. by my own standards. Again, another another venue with a real mix of people from like quite trendy looking people down to seriously toothless old punks sat down the front drinking something out of what looked like a brown bag. Oh, I see. Yeah, like immaculate looking skinheads as well. Mm. And yeah, just all, all sorts of people, really. Mm. And uh, yeah, it got very, very rowdy. It was one of the more energetic right. crowds there. People coming on the stage that time? Yeah, did people come on the stage? Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there Because again, it was only like a, maybe a half foot high. And actually, like there was a dance floor. And at each side of the dance floor, there were stairs up to the bar. Oh, okay. So it was like being in a kind of bowl. Yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. So everyone got a good view and stuff, but everyone on the dance floor was absolutely giving it. Nice. In, again, like when there is that energy, it really kind of G's you up as well. Yeah, you feed off it, don't you? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. Like every gig after one that I thought was an absolute disaster was amazing. Like I just can't. It, it's and, and it kind of it was it was nice to have that. No, I never had two bad gigs in a row, which was excellent. I think from here on out, they were all just like, because you're kind of, you're almost in your mind, you're like, right, there's eight more gigs to go, there's seven more gigs to go, there's six more. Yeah. And it kind of gives you that kind of momentum mm. in a strange way. I guess it's got to be quite good for your mental health as well, you know, because you feel sort of especially, oh, shit, I'm going to have a bad one. It's like, oh, that was really good. Yeah. Then it's got to, that's got to kind of lift you. Yeah. The thing with that is like, it gives you this insane high. Mm that is like nothing else in all honesty like it was so charging to yeah. the system that it mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes hours and hours and hours to come down off it that's the sure problem. yeah i can imagine luckily the crowd was very very chatty at the end of it like we we basically as soon as we got off we got mobbed by people oh, wow. who all just wanted to kind of have a chat and have pictures taken and stuff there was this one skinhead guy who was like why aren't you playing more of the new album and i was like I, pff, don't ask me like, <laughs> i'm just a bass player yeah, yeah. I, literally, I get told to show up play the bass go home right? <laughs> that's my job and that's the way i like it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But actually, he's right. There are a few really good songs off that album. And I know about, we used to practice about three or four of them. Mm. But for some reason, there's only one has made it through onto the set list for the tour, which was a bit yeah. strange because it was kind of almost like a promotional tour mm. for the album. Like yeah. that was the album that was being sold on the tour. So he had a point. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that does make sense. You've got to lob at least two or three of the brand new ones in, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, strange. Yeah. So, you know, 
that that was uh, he wasn't disappointed where well, he was disappointed, but not in a not in an upset way. No, you know? no, no, no. Just would have liked to have heard him and his mates had definitely had a good time down the front. I was mm. watching them quite quite a lot. Excellent. And then there were also like this group of three people down the front. And as soon as I got done speaking to him, this girl grabbed me Ooh. and brought me over to her uh, friends. Nice. And um, their name, she was called Danny. And she was gorgeous. <laughs> nice. Because right? the whole way through the gig, like one of Tim's things is if he's not singling someone out in the crowd, mm-hmm. he's singling one of us out on the stage. Right. So like when Paul goes and does his solos and stuff mm. to kind of put him back in his place, he calls him Gary Glitter. Because, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he's kind of, he's bald, he's got the grey beard. Right. You know, there's not a passing resemblance at all, but mm. like it's one of the things that he likes to point out. Right, yeah. You, you all thought he was in South America Exile. or Asia or <laughs> yeah. somewhere, but no, he's here tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what do you get called, though? <laughs> well, with me, basically, throughout the, throughout the gig, he will um, bring his mic stand over and put it next to me and then do that, like... <laughs> To show you that I am shorter than a microphone stand. <laughs> and then it got it got kind of more and more throughout the show that like I'd been found on the yellow brick road in the in the Wizard of Oz. Like that's where he'd found me and decided that I would join the band. You were a munchkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Harsh. It's it's all in good fun. It's all in it's jest. A... But uh <laughs> girl this girl danny she was stood next to me and she was like i don't like the way that he takes the mickey out of you anyway look you're taller than i am and i was like well that's not really saying anything is (laughs) oh be nice to the four foot tall girl (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) but uh, yeah she had some friends there as well um thorsten and his wife sabine and i just got basically i wasn't allowed to leave this set of people yeah, it turns out, you know, Danny's married. She's got two kids. One of them's uh, one of them is learning the drums. The other is learning guitar. That's cool. And um, you know, we we I think the other two like I, I wanted to make it seem like I wasn't mm. just talking to this one person. But yeah. the problem is, like uh, Thorsten and Sabine's English was not so good. Right. So I, she was also kind of interpreting things. But from the way it must have looked to everyone else, I got a lot of stick. <laughs> from Paul and Ian All right, for yeah. A, not helping taking things down and B, I'm talking to a very attractive woman. <laughs> and uh, yeah. You were shirking your duties. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, for for what looked like uh, ulterior reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, she also plays guitar and sings, apparently I've written down here as well. So, yeah, of course but, uh, she does. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Could she yeah, be any more perfect? <laughs> and apparently, uh, her and her friends, uh, Thorsten and Sabine, kind of, uh, and also I think her husband plays drums as well. So they all kind of do a little jam every now and then, That's which cool. is quite cool. Yeah. yeah, like so, Thorsten plays the bass, and they have a band name that was something to do with ponies. Okay. And I was like, I, I don't like it, it started to get a little bit strange by the end of that. And I was like, right, okay, I, th- I think I might be out at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's no um it's no snot in the meadow, is it? No, it's uh, not it's not snot in the meadow. You know, that has not left me. <laughs> it it has not all week. 
I've been thinking of snot in the meadow. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> Love it so much. Such a good name. It's a, it's amazing. So most of my stuff by this point was kind of packed up and, and sat on the side of the stage, as was everyone else's. <laughs> if I, do you know what? If, I, if I'd been your bandmates, I would have, like, de-strung your guitar or something. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I was expecting this kind of thing. But um, one of the things that was missing was my plectrum holder with the plectrums in it. Oh, um, that goes I, on the mic stand. You know, the, the rubber, yeah. Yeah. Mic stand. And so I, I really tentatively asked the sound guy who was kind of milling around, who uh, had actually, as soon as we'd finished, this Danny girl got up on stage and had a chat with me. And as almost as soon as we did that, this guy, the sound guy, came down and was like, right, you got to get off the stage. And I'm like, but I'm <laughs> the band. <laughs> We're not doing anything. We're just standing here. He's just like, no, 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 you got to get off the stage. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, right, power trip. Oh my God. So I kind of tentatively went up to him as like, look, the mic stands have all been packed away, but I think that like my plectrum holder and plectrums are on one of them. Where are the mic stands so that I can have a look at them? I don't need you to have a look at them. Just point me in the direction. I don't want to put you out in any yep. way. I, you know. And he was like, no, fucking hell. Like these people of like dickheads. And he went over to this flight case in the corner, opened it up and, uh, he was like, oh, fucking hell, these fucking assholes, stupid fucking Germans. They can't do anything right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. It's really not that important. Yeah. But he was like, look, look, and started pulling them all out. And he's like, they're not closed properly. They weren't telescoped down. Right. Uh, so they were all at different heights. And this, this, yep. this fired him up <laughs> massively. So he went through and was like, oh, they don't seem to be here, but I'll go and find the person. He was like, I've got to go and find the person who put them away and brought, mm. brought this guy over and was like, look, this is shit. This is shit. You need to properly put them down. And, and I was like, okay, I'll just, I'm you just go got away. someone in trouble. <laughs> I didn't mean to. All I wanted was my plectrums. Because the thing is as well, like people were nicking my plectrum. Oh, okay. Like people were just taking them. I, I'm down to like four or five oh. out of like a box of maybe 30. Wow. That I took away with me because people like taking souvenirs, I guess. If it I wasn't guess. the set lists, like we mm. almost ran out of set lists a couple of times on the tour, but needed to get to places where there were printers to get more <laughs> yeah. printed off, you know, Wow, which were few and far between as you can kind of. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I left them kind of having an argument and uh, I went up to the bassist of the other band and was like, look, have you seen this thing lying around? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I put it in my bag for safekeeping. Hmm. I was like, did you now? Did, did you, you really? Know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticky-fingered German. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I did ask this guy just before he had an argument with this other <laughs> German tech, yeah. I was like, why do you work or, or live in Germany if you hated Germans this much? It turns out he's Israeli. Ah, okay. Which might have something to do with it, but why he's upset about 1939, I don't, I, it's like, hmm. I, yeah. He didn't really give me an answer either. So I just kind of like, you know, I left it Leave hanging it. in the air and, and started packing my stuff into the van instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's just best to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we got back to the, to the, to the thing. And once again, a bunch of us, me, Simon, Katie and Paul stayed up. We had a balcony so they could smoke on the balcony, nice. which is good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was the night that Paul made some kind of joke about, you know, that feeling about wanting to jump over the edge of a high, hmm. uh, high thing. Sure. And uh, that really upset Katie. 
And then oh. she told this story about a friend of hers who, oh, no. um, yeah, did, you know, that whole thing. Uh, so now she has a fear of heights and falling from them. Uh, and then that somehow evolved into her kind of visa and nationality situation as well. I think I mentioned in the other you did, yeah. thing that she's Belarusian, but living mm. in Poland, but the visa isn't, you know. Oh, yeah, could be deported at any time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that, that kind of, again, these kind of really deep and kind of yeah. philosophical conversations that you get into. Mm-hmm. after these kind of again it's that it's that high of like and you're kind of chatting and you're kind of yeah you know, it's just i mean you know in defense of uh, who did you say made the joke was it paul paul um, yeah. in this defense i mean how are you gonna fucking know that uh, someone you're talking to is has got that phobia from that you know absolutely, it's yeah yeah there's there's no way you can know so right. I, I mean, I'm sure he felt rather bad about oh, it. Oh, yeah, but... yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Mm. You, you kind of, you occasionally stumble over these triggers. Yes, of course, yeah, and unintentionally so. Yeah, well. absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the worst one, well, mm. not the worst <laughs> one that happened during during the, during the tour. I mean, there was something coming up later on Ooh. that was a, a real kind of foot-in-mouth moment. Eek. But we'll get to that. Mm. But yeah, it is, it is crazy how much you share with essentially complete strangers mm. in these kind of heightened moments. I guess it's all part of getting to know one another, isn't it? So well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, once I kind of get over the initial shyness of being mm. around people, I think this, the third day was where I kind of really relaxed and was like, right, I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. I've got two more weeks mm-hmm. and make an effort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was very much that. The first few gigs, I was like, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy this. But the more it went on, I was like, no, I am enjoying this. And then yeah. the Poland thing happened. Uh, but you got over that, so, you know. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I sorted my mindset out of being mm. like, right, you can have a bad gig, be better. Yeah. It's as simple as that. That's a good mindset. Put it behind you. It happened. You can't do anything about it. Be better. Yeah, I think that's a problem that uh, I know I certainly have is just sort of dwelling on the when something like that happens. It's just like, for fuck's sake, and yeah. just let it boil inside, which is not healthy. No. Um, so I think yeah, having a mindset of just sort of going, no, 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 you're better than this, and you will be better than this, then yeah. that's a good way of doing it. Having a belief. Uh, having a absolutely, belief. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the next one was Hamburg, which was a brilliant city. This was... um. Yeah, beautiful looking city. I didn't put two and two together of thinking it was where the Beatles spent most of, of their formative years. Yeah, Completely yeah, yeah. forgot about that. And then it turned out that we weren't staying too far away from the Reaper Barn, oh, which that's is cool. where they did their thing. But we, again, didn't get the time to oh, go. Oh, man. Really annoying because it looks like a brilliant city. Like it, It's a major port as well. Mm, so it's yeah, got yeah. miles and miles of cranes and like mm-hmm. those huge... What do you call them? Like um, container yards. The shipping containers, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like as far as the eye can see on one mm. side of the whole city, it was. Uh... Yeah, remember sort of that uh, the archive uh, footage from the uh, Beatles anthology, and mm. and it was yeah very much a, a boaty area. Um, mm. Yeah, as it, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. yeah, it is a very pretty looking place. Um, didn't didn't McCartney get deported from there? Uh, didn't he get arrested and sent home from Hamburg at some I point? I think there is a there is a story like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. I don't know it off the top of my head. No, I'm not sure either. But Joe um, would be the one to talk to mm, about that. I think mm. like she's she's much more 
into into that kind of thing no it looks like a really cool city Mm. it would have been nice to be able to explore it a bit more the closest that we got to the reaper barn was actually on the way out of hamburg in the morning we passed it and it does look like almost kind of old vegas Mm, like it's got all these kind of um strip shows and and things like that it's it's still like quite a a red light districty area and uh, at the very end of the reaper barn there are these kind of metal outlines of the beatles nice we've got to imagine it would be a tourist attraction for for beatles fans oh definitely yeah yeah yeah. so this was going to be another venue that we were staying in for the night and while everything was being set up we got there fairly early but not early enough to properly go around there's a u-boat just down the road and across a car park and so a couple of us went on the u-boat and had a little look around that scary things (laughs) had i known that we were that close to the Reaper Barn, I would have gone there instead, I think. That is. Yeah. But, you know, hindsight. But no, actually going down into this this U-boat, it was a decommissioned Russian one that the Germans had... Stolen? <laughs> yeah, sequestered, sequestered, yeah. I don't know, uh, during during the war. So, like, it was it was real kind of... You, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a claustrophobe anyway. You are. But... You know, it's a it's a museum. It's not going under the water. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, it was really interesting to have a look around. I quite like those kinds of things. We've got one down here in Chatham Dockyards as well, the Ocelot. Yeah, yeah. I've been around on that as well. Back at the venue, it was called the Haffen Clang, and it's in this really like they've they've really gentrified the um the city by the looks of it, and especially this area. When we were driving through it, it was like really brand new or refurbished dock mm. buildings that have been turned into quite swanky apartments okay and all the shops there kind of they were quite high-end looking furniture stores you know very minimalist on the gotcha. inside all that kind of thing it yeah. looked like the old docks in london really where they've oh, done okay. those up you know mm-hmm. but then down this street there again is this big doorway full of stickers and stuff and you're like yeah. well that must be the venue then <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's kind of like a, a big arrow pointing to the door <laughs> yeah. for you <laughs> yeah and uh you know again it just kind of shows that even though it's a noisy punk or metal club they're looking after it still they're they're making a point of it still being there yeah they're not trying to remove all the stickers and make it look all kind of fancy yeah because over the summer Paul and my other band, Swamp Stomper, we played at the Water Rats, mm, yeah, supporting Wolfsbane, mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, again, like that has been gentrified, where like the pub, when you walk into it, looks like any kind of Weatherspoons or, like, <laughs> right. you know, it just looks like a pub bar mm-hmm. uh, restaurant. But then you go through the back, and there's like the stage and the and the kind of gig room. Yeah. These places haven't been gentrified in any way. Like they've been yeah. kept their original kind of everything is kind of concrete blocks mm-hmm. and pillars and things like that. And it just looks scuzzy yeah. and proper. And great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So while we were doing the sound check, it turned out that loads of their staff had called in sick that day oh. and no one had uh, arranged the rooms for us. So uh. they got us a hostel which was 10 minutes away. So after sound check again, we're back in the van. We have to go back to the fucking hostel and drop our stuff off. But there's not enough time to kind of chill out there. When we get to the hostel, it turns out we're all in the same room. Oh, my. 
but at least the beds looked really comfortable. Like it was a really nice hostel. It wasn't some budget place. Oh, well, that's not too bad then. Yeah, it was all right. It was, you know, it's never like you, uh, you expect or you want, but it was better than it could have been. <laughs> we literally got in there. All of us kind of changed into our glad rags or the least smelly clothes that we had left basically <laughs> by this point in the tour. <laughs> Cause honestly, like, it's only been recently that I've got the, the smell of that van out of my nostrils. Oof. Like it had a specific funk about it. <laughs> Cause it's like five guys yeah. and a girl in the yeah. same space. Uh-huh. We're all showering and stuff, but sure. you know, there's, there's long drives, lots yeah. of beer has been had. And so mm-hmm. therefore, and your you bags know. are full of your dirty clobber and yeah, yeah, yeah no it all adds up you hadn't hadn't done a detour past a laundrette at all no. well uh, actually the castle place had uh washing machines but no dryers ah. <laughs> but people were like right okay we're gonna put washing mm. on i had enough that i could get through without having to just just <laughs> enough without having to um yeah rely down to your last pair of pants <laughs> no that stuff was fine i bought like 30 quids worth of underwear before i went away <laughs> from h&m nice. uh, before i went so i had tons of underwear it was shirts that i was getting perilous of the underwear. Uh, okay. i only had two pairs of jeans as well oh, no. um, which i alternated one for the day one for the evening and then halfway through the evening and the daytime switched around gotcha <laughs> class disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> especially it's about halfway through the tour one of these gigs i think it was this gig i stepped up onto the stage and i felt the seat rip oh no and i was like oh fucking hell luckily it was right underneath so no one could see anything <laughs> your bollocks just swinging out <laughs> 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 luckily not we're good good <laughs> so yeah we all kind of quickly changed and headed back there was an australian new wave band playing there that night in a room upstairs at the same time we were on that's and, random yeah and they they were there touring and they sounded exactly like pill like oh, okay. image limited they were yeah, kind yeah. of new wave and a bit kind of psych uh, that was quite interesting hmm. not entirely my thing yeah, no, I I could see what Leiden was trying to go for with it, but it yeah. was never really my thing. Yeah, it was yeah. too, it was a little bit too out there for me. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit strange. There were two gigs going on at the same time in the same building, but just on different floors. Could you hear them? No. Well, we could hear them while they were doing their sound check and we were doing ours. Mm. And by the time we got back to have some food, they were kind of, they were just coming off of doing the sound check. Ah, okay. But um great to have a club that can put on very true yeah good point. two two gigs in the same evening i suppose mm. you know yeah absolutely but the support act for us they were called violent instinct oh nice it was two girls and two guys were well, there three guys two i think and i was like right okay so one of these is the singer and the other is the bassist because that's the way it tends to go but it's not no one of them was um the drummer ah okay which was different very left-wing very anti-fascist like one of their songs was called anti-fascist where it was basically just chants of anti-fascist over a beat <laughs> fair enough all right so it's a bit a bit, a bit like um what do they call it a pussy riot isn't it it's just <laughs> yeah 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 but uh as we were setting up and stuff we had a chat with the singer 
seemed to be again you know one of the people who was better at talking english mm-hmm. it's so disheartening really to know that people are like oh i'm not really good at english and you're like yeah but my german is really i could probably i could probably have a conversation with a four year old or maybe <laughs> you know it's like my my comprehension is awful mm-hmm. like i can get by asking a question mm-hmm. or like starting a conversation but actually then maintaining conversation yeah. i just find it so difficult and we are we are very ignorant when it comes to languages in this country because we've been so used to everyone speaking our language yeah, yeah it is it's a shame that it's actually something we're known for as well yeah 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 uh, but then again you know i say that and don't, don't do anything to change it you know i haven't learned another language to prove people wrong but it yeah. is kind of yeah it's sad that the english are, are like that but it's mm. it's true it's one of those unfortunate truths. I mean, my yeah. German got slightly better while I was out there because we were mm. in Germany so much. Sure, yeah. And so I could use, I was trying to use it as best I could, but it's still <laughs> just absolutely shit, which is, you know, terrible, really. But it is what it is. Anyway, um, her name was Aga, and uh, we found out she lives in a small house in the woods with her boyfriend, like completely kind of off grid by oh, the right. sounds of it. And, uh, She's like, oh, it's great. Moved out of the city three or four years ago Mm. and have just been living in the middle of the woods. And our only neighbor is the deer that come into our garden and we feed them. And it's like, wow, sounds amazing. Idyllic. Yeah. 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 She's a tattoo artist by trade as well. So she comes into the city to do that and then goes out back again. And that's cool. Really cool person. And uh, this is the first time I kind of. I heard any news while I was out there. I just completely switched off from the news, wasn't really watching social media, didn't Mm. know what was going on with the rest of the world. And then Tim pipes up from the corner that the Russians had shelled or sent missiles into Poland. Mm. And we were like, fucking hell, this is a bit close for comfort because we were literally in Poland last week. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. yeah it suddenly kind of brought it 
much closer than it is in the uk like sure yeah as much as when everything kicked off last year Mm -hmm. in ukraine Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of like wow that's on our doorstep Mm. it really isn't nah but it is there (laughs) yes fucking hell (laughs) we were like we're only we're we're a country away Mm. and it suddenly got very solemn Mm. it's very much a sobering thought to know there's a war going on there (laughs) over there yeah a few hundred miles away that's scary yeah and we were like fucking hell like this could this could be the start of something luckily it hasn't escalated yeah since uh into because like it was there were rumors that it might have been ukrainian missiles as well Mm. or something like that yeah i remember yeah never quite verified no one took any blame for it so well, it seems like a mistake so maybe i think people gave them the benefit of the doubt mm. i'm not really so sure but anyway no. it turns out <laughs> agas polish ah and this is the foot in mouth thing that i was talking about ah uh, was it was it you uh no it was tim who kind <laughs> of said about it but we all kind of were like oh shit this could be the start of something mm. like fucking hell blah 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 and then like I looked round at her and she was kind of welling up a little bit. Oh. And I was like, oh God, what, what's wrong? And she's mm. like, oh, I, I am Polish and Fuck. family and stuff back home. Oh, and it suddenly no. became very real that like, you know, as much as kind of Katie is claiming almost political asylum elsewhere. Sure. This was someone, we didn't know where she was from in Poland, mm. like, but you just never know. True. And it's not the biggest place. No, it's it's not. And it's kind of, you know, it really kind of brought it home that, like, mm. you know, people around here are really involved. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of free movement in Europe. Like, that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about Europe is that you got free movement between countries. Yeah. And people do. Mm-hmm seemingly you know we met well, so many, i mean look th- this country is full of people from other countries as well but on the continent you can just kind of roam wherever you like really more or less yeah they, they haven't they haven't got an ocean wrapped around them like we do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and that really brought it home yeah poor girl i can imagine and, and then of course she's she's got to go on stage <laughs> literally like 10 minutes before oh. they were due to start and so that was uh a bit heavy but they put on a they put on a brilliant show they were so good good. and uh yeah it was really nice to kind of meet them it was Mm. uh it was a really really good really good gig and that kind of spilled over into our show which was really cool they got up at various points on stage and joined in with the with the kind of bigger songs oh that's cool like aga came up and, and joined the microphone with me like the guys from the band are over with paul and singing on his microphone and it was uh yeah it was really cool and like nice. tim even kind of wove in violent instinct into various lyrics of the songs as well oh, nice. so it was yeah it was it was really nice yeah they were really cool um a cool crowd hmm. and yeah generally speak there was the, <laughs> there was there was one old guy down the front and he he was there the entire night right down mm. the front Oop. right in front of where i was actually but he'd hmm. been there during violent instinct set as well yeah and he was kind of doing all this kind of dancing (laughs) and like there was no rhythm to any of his movements but he was having a blast he must have been in his mid 60s i would say fair play and he was just having it large (laughs) and absolutely enjoying himself 
Yeah, there were various points in the night where I kind of bent down and shook his hand. I was oh, just okay. like, you are having the time of your life. And That's like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Let's hope, let's hope that we're doing that in, uh, in our 60s. That, that's exactly what I said to the guys. I was like, you know, it might look a bit odd and you, you might find it funny to watch or whatever, but actually mm. if I'm 60 odd and still have the confidence mm. to be out there on my, he wasn't with anyone else. He was just there on his own. And if I've got that confidence at that age, I think I'll be very lucky. I, I, don't, I don't even have it now. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say exactly the same as that. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose there must there must come a time where it's just like fuck it, I don't care anymore. Exactly, and he he might have hit that stage of his life. What a man! <laughs> Fair play to him. I like it. Yeah, lots of people. Yeah, kind of got involved. There was lots of dancing going on, which was cool. And then afterwards, I got talking to a few people. There was this one girl that I kind of clocked in the middle of the crowd. She had quite a cool kind of fringe going on okay. and like the kind of beanie hat over the top of it and like all the piercings and the makeup and stuff. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, kind of she, she really stood out amongst mm. quite a uniform looking crowd. Mm-hmm. And at the end, actually, I, I, I bumped into her and was like, you know, mm-hmm. we got into a conversation. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, she was, she's uh, young. Right. Okay. So absolutely not. Gotcha. But uh, no, she had a cool look, you know. I've got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we got talking and she was like, oh, I'm a drummer. And I drum in the first ever German all-female punk group. Wow. And I was like, but you're a teenager yeah like, but, surely, surely like, they've done female punk bands before <laughs> nah these guys are from the 70s like she's the replacement for the ah, band, gotcha. they're called Erstro 430 gotcha. and they're a bit like the slits i suppose okay. in the way that they kind of have trumpet and keyboard and stuff as well right hopefully she'll be a guest on here and so will they at some Wonderful. point soon because i kind of in in a way I can, because I was like, well, you know, I'm not old enough to have been in this band originally. Mm. Like hardly any of us are really. <laughs> sure, but yeah. I, I kind of get that. Yeah, you've, you've got that symmetry. Playing yeah. in a band that you grew up listening to and actually yeah. meant something to you, you know. And she's also got her own band called Noose, N-O-O-S. Okay. Which are slightly kind of more street punky. They haven't recorded anything yet. They're quite new, but mm. from what they have posted on Instagram and stuff, they sound pretty cool. Nice. So yeah, hopeful. Um, there's a couple of people like Agar is definitely one. Um, a couple of the other bands, Snot in the Meadow, are definitely. I'm gonna hopefully get them on here. Please, please tell them I want a t-shirt. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Amuse Girls as well. I got on really well with them. The Dutch metal band as well. None shall fall. I'd quite like to get them on. Did you did you do much of sort of self promotion for the show? I mean, it, it seems like a ripe audience to I don't know hand a business card out to or something with band biographies. Or... Yeah, it would have been a good idea, wouldn't it? Uh, yes, I mean not not just the bands but the crowds as well. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Oh, um, I don't I don't have any business cards made up and I don't have any stickers. And it's something that I've been thinking about doing, especially stickers, for a while now. Well, you could have added them to all the bloody places you saw with stickers everywhere. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, telling you stuff you already no, know. <laughs> no, these are these are these are things that I will remember for next time. Uh, yes, I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, but I was telling all the bands about it that we met. 
the ones that I a liked and b mm. actually had a chat with. Yeah. So yeah. So hopefully that's great. I've got the next few months sorted out. Yeah. If I can just get them all nailed down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then yeah, I mean, this is it. You know, you're meeting so many people mm. and so many people with so many interesting stories as well. Like their drummer, uh, Violet Instinct's drummer, was Colombian. Oh, okay. It's like, well, how the hell? And she was quite a young girl as well. And you're like, well, what's the story there? Like, yeah, yeah. The... But I didn't get to speak to her. I was mainly talking to the lead singer and her boyfriend for the majority of it. And then one of the guitarists as well. But again, it's carrying on those conversations, hopefully on here at some point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it was the, same, the same with this, uh, this girl from the original female punk band. Yeah. Well, it's mutually beneficial if they do come exactly, on. So yeah. it makes it's, sense. Yeah, It's all promotion, isn't it? At the end of the day. Exactly. And then I also got talking to some guys, a couple of guys who were on a night off and they, they, they kind of stood out slightly. There was a guy in like a Adidas tracksuit, and then he was with a guy with like a trilby and a waxed mustache. Oh, wow. Like a kind of, you know, uh, upturned handlebar-y type thing. Gotcha. I got talking to them and it turned out that they were on the touring version of Dancing with the Stars in Germany. Oh, okay. Um, and they're they're kind of their stage hands, or like they're to do with like the the stage setup. Wow. Uh, and they were just on a night off in Hamburg and decided to come down to this. And so it was it was quite cool talking to people who were also on tour, yeah. but in a completely different capacity. And uh, yeah, we we got talking to them for a bit. Yeah, it was all good. Hmm. And what was then happening at this point in the in the tour as well is we were running out of merch. Ah, most of the shirts had been sold by this point. I think by the time we got to Hamburg, we had three types of shirts, but mostly in XXL <laughs> and only one or two uh, actual shirts left. Damn. It was it was starting to get a bit touch and go. Like, is there going to be a merch stall at the last couple of gigs? <laughs> we then obviously decamped back to the hostel. Uh, Tim and Ian went straight up to bed and the rest of us had a drink in the reception, which amazingly rows of fridges Ooh. in front of the reception area all free oh dearie me yeah so uh we stayed up till five in the morning yeah <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> dearie me god you must have been twatted wasn't like you were drinking loads i literally was at the point where i'd been drinking beer for two weeks straight and i could only really have a couple Right. Like, you know where you get to that point with beer yeah. that you just you, you're drinking it and you're like i'm just not enjoying it it yeah. won't go down i'm doing it for the sake of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like because it's free mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be it. rude not to yeah when yeah it's free. exactly yeah. yeah yeah or maybe they weren't no actually were they free i can't no i, <laughs> I stole loads of beer <laughs> yeah yeah well this is the thing oh no <laughs> we definitely paid for the first maybe couple of bottles each and then it turned out that there was a girl at the desk called Angela. And she was basically like, look, just help sit yourselves. around and <laughs> help yourselves. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, um, if you want, I, I can cook pizzas as well. Like, right. if you want. And we were like, yes, let's mm. have pizza. So we had pizza at like three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously gives you that like carb boost as well. So you're like, oh, okay, fine. This is... I've ingested something warm. I'm kind of back to a, I'm coming back into the level yeah. of like not being quite tired anymore. And uh, Paul and Katie go out for a smoke. So I was left in there on my own. So I kind of wandered over and had a chat with this Angela person and she was Russian. 
but had been living and working in Hamburg for years. Like she's got another job during the day, but she comes and sits at this reception desk overnight a couple of times a week just to kind of as a side hustle, I guess, you know, get a bit of money that way. Mm -hmm. She was kind of really interested in how touring what the, what the touring life was like and bearing in mind this was now four in the morning yeah. or whatever we, we got into a really deep conversation and then again like paul and katie came back in noticed that i was talking to the girl <sighs> so left me to it but were giving me the side eye the whole time and i'm just like i'm just interested in people man <laughs> like it's it's not that at all You're i just getting like a reputation to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that I have that reputation anyway as someone who chats people up, but it's not that. It's literally mm. wanting to get to know people. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I think it's a good quality to have. But I think so. From the outside, it looks like you're yeah. horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So she was interested in what we were doing and, and it turned out that like uh she really wants to design clothes and kind of eco-friendly garments and stuff like that. Okay you know recycled fabrics and all this kind of thing and we got into kind of that whole kind of fast fashion versus kind of mend and make do stuff yeah like i say stupid conversations that you find yourself getting into (laughs) at four in the morning (laughs) yeah yeah with random russian people who you'll never meet again it's very odd but you know she was she was thinking about going back to college and doing some of that and i was like you should definitely do that because you know why you not? Follow, follow, <laughs> follow your dreams, all that kind of like stuff. Yeah. Because you know? again, it was like she was asking about how we got involved in all this. And I was like, well, it's just I know that guy over there, but I've listened to this band since I was this young. So mm. like never give up on what it is that you want to do because you just never know, you know? You don't. No. So yeah, bed at somewhere between four and five in the morning. Oh dear. <laughs> How did you feel the next day? Surprisingly sprightly, actually. Yeah, yeah. Whatever sleep I did get was enough, seemingly. But we left all our stuff at the club overnight, so we had to go back down there hmm. to pick it all up. But the city had been brought to a standstill by a union march oh. that was going through the city. So we had to kind of weave through traffic. Then we got down to the road that the venue was on, and it was blocked off because of this march. So we had to go all the way around the docks to the other side, coming from the other side. And the police have cordoned off that side of the road as well. Oh, no. And we were just like, look, can we please just get through? We've got gear down there. We played a gig last night. We've got to get to the next town. And they did let us through, oh, which is good. cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because they didn't put us up and they made us, you know, we had to mm. go to the hostel and all that. They gave us um, some money to go across to the kind of bakery over the road to get a nice meal in the morning. Oh, that's which cool. is nice yeah and then this was the first day it rained on the whole tour it was day wow. four, 14 mind you Blimey. bearing in mind it was pissing down and horrible here for yeah, most of was. that time <laughs> which was uh you know pretty amazing really yeah we only went about half an hour away it was 45 minutes or so half an hour to mm-hmm. the next um venue the bastard club nice <laughs> honorsbrook the place was called It was another, it was just a small town outside of Hamburg, really. So Mm -hmm. we weren't expecting a giant turnout because Mm. obviously we played the big club in the big city. Yeah. But actually it was a fairly decent turnout. This was probably the least busy place. It wasn't packed, but it wasn't empty either. It was just uh, you know a bit of both, and we were given an apartment opposite the club on the other side of the road, basically. 
Nice. It was like a big communal area with bunk beds in it. And then there was a spare room for Katie. Mm -hmm. And then there was also like a living room, which also had a bunk bed in it, which I think Simon used as his own area to, to kind of rest in. But I was able to like just crash out on the sofa after obviously not having very much sleep the night before. But then I woke up and did a bit more work because I just had time to do it. It was really nice. We actually got somewhere so early that we were able to just really properly chill out. And it was, uh, it was really nice. Uh, Makes a, makes a a difference from some of the other places you've been. Definitely. Yeah. Then, you know, back to the venue for sound check and all that. The instant I woke up from my little sleep on the sofa, I could feel a tickle in the back of my throat and my nose started running and I was like, ah, shit, finally. Like Simon picked up a cold on the ferry Mm. on the way out and for the first four or five days was just boshing vitamin pills and um, drinking like honey and lemon. So it was amazing that it had taken that long to get round to any of the rest of us. Yeah. And also at the same time, Paul felt really ill as well. Oh, oh, no. Fucking hell. Like this close towards the end of the tour as well. Yeah. Just like, don't want it. <sighs> Bloody typical. But there it is. It is what it is. Mm. Um, I just felt like it was just a runny nose and a bit of a sore throat. And I was like, well, I'll probably be able to get through today, but tomorrow might be the day where it kicks my ass. <sighs> There was a support band here at Bastard Club <laughs> called uh, Vicio, V-I-C-I-O-U, as if okay. it was supposed to be vicious, but the S has fallen off the end. Right, gotcha. Don't know whether it means anything in German. I haven't actually looked it up. Maybe mm. I should have. Maybe. Um, but they were kind of like a German black flag with this kind of like very short, punchy mm. songs. Like the guy even looked a little bit like a kind of melted Henry Rollins. <laughs> Henry Rollins look like, looks like a melted Henry <laughs> Rollins, now, to be fair. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to Henry Rollins' face, mind you. No, but yeah. no that's um, true. Although Al Pacino did kick his ass in heat, so, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's a lot smaller than him. So. That's <laughs> 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 the most uh, unbelievable fight ever. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Hollywood. Ah, oh, no. They were, yeah, like I say, pretty interesting and then their final song they went full-on experimental prog oh like the guitarist started like making sounds and playing with his pedals and effects units for about 10 minutes right whereas every other song was less than two minutes long in fact some were like 30 seconds long yeah this one was like a proper freak out yeah yeah it was it was interesting let's put it that way That's, that's an odd way of finishing your set Especially for that kind of punk band. Yeah, you you want to go out with a bang, not a sort of meander towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. And it turned out they'd only really been together for a few months. Like the drummer specifically had only been in the band two months because he had come from Colombia. So the oh. second night in a row, there was a Colombian drummer Random. in one of the support <laughs> bands. It was really odd. Yeah. He was over because essentially there's still civil war going on in Colombia, apparently. Right. Mm-hmm. which I wasn't aware of. No. But apparently the German government are like, oh, yeah, well, the, the civil war is technically over. So at any point, again, he could be shipped back off there. And right. he's like, it's not over. They've no. just kind of like, it's gone dormant, but it won't, it, it's not safe wow. for people there. And it's like, again, it's like another <sighs> one of these things where you're meeting people from different sides of the world yeah. even, and you just don't know the struggles they're under, you know? It's like a different world, kind of, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. 
so we different. are incredibly lucky in this country yeah we are i know we we bitch about it a lot but we are yeah so yeah again that was that was quite a cool little kind of insight into someone else's life and you're mm. like you know fucking hell <laughs> oh yeah but um yeah they 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 were right you know they they weren't like when they first started off i was like oh i don't know about <laughs> this but as it went on you kind of get in I, I find that with those very kind of short aggressive punk bands sometimes you're like oh i don't know and then you, your your brain sure. clicks into it, clicks into it yeah it, and you're like oh actually no these guys are all right yeah it's i i I'm, i was a bit like that with uh with napalm when i first started listening to them it took it yeah. took me a long time to sort of go all right i get it now yeah, yeah i understand yeah but once it clicks you're like oh i get it oh this is cool mm. our gig went really well again no bass in my monitors all good <laughs> able to give it some there were some kind of quite young kids towards the front they could only have been 18 or 19 okay and that was who tim decided to pick on especially because one of the guys was doing the whole kind of arms folded not uh, really not really clapping or anything oh dear so he became the target for the evening <laughs> and uh i think at first he was quite pissed off about it but the more it went on he was like oh actually like you know it's just fun yeah you know and um, eventually, when you know, if the kids of United came on, I decided to get right down into his face. <laughs> nice. Play directly at him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, everyone has their own gig etiquette. But if you're gonna stand still and fold your arms, don't go at the front. Nah. <laughs> stay at the back of the room and then yeah. like enjoy it from back there you know absolutely absolutely that you know that's what when you and i and uh and Ant went to see the interrupters that's what i did and i was you know belting out all the lyrics but i was at the back because i was just like i, I want to watch these <laughs> yeah i actually want to see what they're doing yeah well i definitely wanted well. to see what amy was doing but yeah it was <laughs> you know that was that was i was happy so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was just it was just a kind of a euphoric night actually because I think the pressure was off because there weren't that many people there. Sure, like it was just a fun night. Nice, relaxed, just play it, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, like the intervals between songs got longer while Tim did his almost stand-up routine at this point. Whether it was my height or the fact that yeah, Paul looks a bit like uh, Gary Glitter or. <laughs> whether he's picking on a random audience member or I mean, you know, he's been doing it long enough, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's going to be, it's just going to be natural to him, isn't it? So yeah. you might as well just let him go do what he wants. Every now and then you're just like the rest of all the, the other three of us are like, what do we do while he's doing this? And so either you kind of do random little stabs in the chords for the yeah. next song until it starts, or you just kind of, sit around we all huddle at the back and we're like do you want to put the kettle on <laughs> should we call the pizza yeah no exactly yeah, yeah. undermine undermine mm. at every moment absolutely it's a two-way street <laughs> exactly <laughs> but paul was really like i mean he was sweating yeah. really badly after the first couple of songs i went over to him and was like are you okay he was like I don't think I'm going to make it through this gig. Like, wow. He was really suffering. And um, yeah, there were moments where I was like, he's going to be sick or like, he, like something is going to happen here. Someone but, get him a chair. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he, he toughed it out. And um, we all, uh, 
we all had a decent rest that night that's for sure yeah. in the morning um simon made us a kind of concoction of jd honey and lemon in hot water with a paracetamol crushed up into it <laughs> wow. it was like it's like this 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 will sort you out because nice. <laughs> i woke up and i was like oh god it really has kind of kicked in yeah paul was suffering much worse but uh did it help uh it did yeah it was <laughs> It started off and I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. And it was one of those drinks where the more you drink of it, the worse it gets. Gotcha. Yep. I was like, by the end of it, I was like holding your nose and just <laughs> chucking back the dregs of it. Oof. Couldn't get the shower to work. So I had a cold shower as well, Oof. which is just, I mean, it's invigorating, but yeah, it's not exactly. The when way you're not feeling great. Yeah. No. no. Dortmund was our next port of call and that was only about an hour away yeah. so we decided to spend like we were like we'll, we'll spend lots of time here because we've got lots of space and you know we can just chill out until midday which was a really nice change everyone mm. just dozed or I, I did some more work mm. and kind of got on with stuff and yeah it was just it was nice to have that really chilled morning yeah where you didn't have to bother doing anything we'd all had quite an early night for us <laughs> and uh yeah it was really chill and then we got to Dortmund and uh, again, got to, again, drink, <laughs> got to the um, accommodation and uh, had to wait for the promoter to turn up with the keys. We phoned him and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the keys are with the guy, the manager of the bar next door. So we had to go okay. into there and then, yeah, he showed us around. And right. Again, it was another flat with three bedrooms, I think. So again... Mm. You know, the band in one room, all yeah. on these kind of odd layout. It was really, <laughs> I can't even describe it. There was, there were three beds up on a kind of plinth okay. against the wall, like a raised bit where all the beds mm. were, but it, then it was kind of staggered like a set of stairs, like one bed was up high and yeah, really odd, mm. all at window level as well, which was really <laughs> bizarre. And then there was a smaller bed in the corner. And the other thing is, like, just wanted some honey and lemon. There were no cups. There were a couple of cappuccino cups. Oh. Which okay. obviously is no good because, no. you know. So I had to put the honey and lemon into a glass, but then that was too hot to drink out of. So I had to decant into oh, the God. tiny cappuccino <laughs> The fried mind of being God. on tour for two yeah. weeks. How, how do I work this out? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. oh, well, you made it work. You made it work. Yeah. And I just I, I just knew that if I was to sit down for the entire time mm. we were there until we had to go to the venue, then I would feel worse. So mm. myself, Katie and Paul decided to walk into the city centre, which wasn't that far away, to a Christmas market. Oh, okay. And then the venue wasn't that far away. Mm -hmm. Like it was only a five minute walk Yeah, right in the city center. So we did that and uh, we just had enough time to get like a, a glue vine or a mulled wine, yeah. which again, hot drink into the yeah. throat. Lovely. Alcohol. Sorted it out. Yeah. I never think of mulled wine as being alcoholic, but it actually is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. was, uh, it was the first Christmas market we come upon because normally mm. this gig, this, tour happens in december okay and so almost every town you go to has got a christmas market of some form yeah but 
because of the World Cup this year being in December. Of course, yeah. They decided to move it to November, so you're not competing with people wanting to stay in and watch the football. Yeah, shame Germany didn't do too well in that. Oh uh, no, true. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, they yeah, oh. they didn't even make it through the groups, did they? Nope. <laughs> Good old Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Who were knocked out by Croatia last night? But yes, yeah. I know. I know things about football. The worst penalty shootout in history. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I actually watched it. It was the only bit of the match I watched, and yeah. it was like, "What is this? Doesn't seem like anyone cares." No, no one gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even the commentators didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> So, yeah, this was the first time that there had been one open because mm. it was that close to December, I suppose. Yeah. Coming up towards the end of November. So, yeah, we had we had that. Then we went to the venue and we were the first ones there. The van, you know, the other guys in the van were slightly late, which is always like a ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Your <laughs> after, turn. <laughs> after last time where it was like, oh, yeah, we went and got a beer and then we're late back and all the stuff had been moved in. We were like, well, yeah. here we are uh-huh. on time. Now, where are you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got talking to uh, the bar staff there, the guy who owned the bar. And it was really weird. It was like a town centre pub. Okay. It was like, it was, it was not a typical venue, this mm. one. Apparently, the guy who owns the place did own a venue that was shut down through COVID last uh, year. Okay. And so he's had to move it to this place, which isn't really set up for any kind of gig. Yeah. Like the PA was tiny oh. and we were against, we were kind of in the window at the front of the bar hmm. like there were windows on two sides and so that that felt a bit like yeah. oh you know any other band any other day you know mm. it wasn't we were just like this is fucking weird the owner looked a little bit like tony iomi oh okay uh he had like the black the hair, hair the beard. The kind of beard yeah. going on gotcha it turns out he was a bassist yeah. Um, so like we kind of said ahead that I didn't have a combo and obviously mm. the PA wasn't good enough to be DI'd into. Yeah. So uh he lent me his own combo unit. Was it good? It was it looked pretty it looked pretty good. <laughs> but did it sound good? <laughs> well <laughs> we did a little bit of a sound check after we set everything up. Everything was perfect, great, went and got some soup and uh, a couple of beers, got chatting to the bar staff as well. Uh, one of them was called Andre, and he was Ukrainian. Oh, okay. So that was an interesting conversation. Yeah, you bet. You met both sides of the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we were kind of you know talking to him about you know whether because he still had family living there, and again, it was one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, this guy's actually living it. Yeah. His family thought they were safe. But now maybe they're not so safe as they mm, thought they were because they're kind of more Western Ukraine, which obviously mm. wasn't coming under incredible yeah. threat at the beginning of the conflict, but now is more and more coming under fire, especially with missiles landing as far away as Poland. Yeah, my word. But he was he was pretty upbeat about it, considering mm-hmm. him and the the female bartender, whose name I can't remember, basically like this because i had a guinness i was like oh my god they've got guinness on tap and i always forget the guinness doesn't travel well no but i'm always like i've got to have a guinness because yeah. i haven't had all i've had is like wheat beer and lager, lager. And <laughs> yeah. and stuff. i want something different and it it yeah it wasn't it wasn't great <laughs> but it was different enough yeah 
But then I went back onto the vice beer afterwards. They were like, this is the beer that you need to have. And I was like, oh, you know, it's really nice. Anyway, <laughs> so we went to play after the sound check, which went brilliantly. First, first song goes well. Then the second song, there's just no no sound coming out of this oh. sound at all. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's not happening again, is it? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Like, there was nothing coming out of it. So I was like, you know, called the guy over. I changed my bass over. I, I even, you know, picked up my second bass in mm. case it was my bass that was mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. And then it started working and I was like, fuck, it's not my Fender. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of played around a little bit, but then it was started cutting out. Oh, God. And like we started to play a second song and it started to cut out in the intro and I was turning around and I was kind of wiggling the jack in the, mm. in the connector in the, in the combo and it was coming on and off. And I was like, ah, it's your connection. It's not <laughs> Or it's the lead. So like I switched the lead round and still nothing, like nothing was working. Yeah. So he brings down this tiny practice amp <laughs> and sticks it on top of there. But actually this thing was like 300 Watts. Oh, it wow. Was like, Blimey. It really was quite powerful and uh, saved the night. We then was like, right, we'll just treat that as a sound check. We'll go back to the start and play from the start nice. and it'll all be good. But it was what it was. Again, there were only two microphones, so I didn't have no. a microphone because I elected again, even though Paul was quite sick. I was like, I don't want, I don't <laughs> don't want, want to sing. sing tonight. I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> to which I'm sure he wasn't um, best pleased. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> people again seem to have a really good time again during the um the end of if the kids are united i decided to go for a wander to the bar because i'd run out of booze <laughs> she's still playing <laughs> so as ordering. i'm playing <laughs> i was like can i have another beer <laughs> and then it was like and then the song stopped and i was like i'm gonna have to come back and made my way back <laughs> But then halfway through the song, she brought the beer over to me. I was going to say, guys... I hoped they'd have the initiative to do that. <laughs> yeah. The other guys were like, hold on, why don't we get one? I was like, that's where I was during If the Kids Are United. I was, I was ordering my drink, you know. What can you do? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Getting served beer halfway through a song was, uh, was, 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 you know, different. I love it. More bands should do that. I think it's great. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that was something that we used to do um, in our covers band as well. Um, myself and two of the other guys from Swamp Stomper were in a covers band together. Mm-hmm. And um, if we were in a place that we knew quite well, then quite often the drummer especially used to get through about four pints. Oh, wow. <laughs> during the during the two hour long sets that we used to do. Right. And he'd just kind of like halfway through a set be like, right, I've run out of fuel. <laughs> she just lob a drumstick at the bar. <laughs> That's his so order. We used, to, we, used to, we used to order beers while we were playing and get them brought up to us. So it's not, it's not the right. first time I've done it. I think it certainly excellent. was uh, the first time in this band. <laughs> so again, chatting to people afterwards and having a bit of a dance as well because again this was probably the fifth or sixth venue that was playing the same now that's what i call punk playlist off off spotify Uh, (laughs) and got talking to some people one particular kind of skinhead girl called sarah we got into this real kind of again it was one of those like we're both on a bit of a high Mm. and we're just going to go deep talking about like our other halves like her other half is a dj 
she's like oh he's been my rock through the last few years and i was like i have the same thing like my girlfriend <laughs> has been like an absolute rock because i'm fucked in the head i've had a few wobbles <laughs> and she's like yeah me too like we're both fucked up but we're okay because <laughs> there's a song it's in there like, somewhere yeah i've just met you but here's my life you know um, we're both it's... fucked up but we're both okay there's <laughs> yeah. there's a chorus that's a punk chorus yeah there, there are there are lots of lots of lyrics going around in my head at the moment. I'm mm. trying to kind of get the energy up to write a few, probably for high frequency. Yeah, yeah. Then again, when we got back to the accommodation, the four of us reprobates went down to the bar next door nice. and stayed there for a few hours, mainly because the accommodation was a bit kind of like want to spend as little time in there as possible, really. If they yeah. don't even have cups, who knows what the beds are like. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I did finally get up to the room, I was like, look, I'm ill. I'm probably going to make a lot of noise snoring because of blocked yeah. up sinuses and whatever. So I'm going to take the initiative and took the bedclothes off my bed and went into the kitchen and slept <laughs> on the sofa that was in the kitchen. <laughs> And uh, actually, it was uh, it was quite peaceful. I had a really good night's sleep in there. <laughs> I woke up before everyone else, which is good because you then get to use the bathroom before everyone else. Yeah, good point. Which was uh, which was something that had been happening the last couple of the last couple of nights. I'd twigged. The best thing to do is just get up early and just get in there before everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> because there are six people, you know. Yeah, and quite often just one bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it was quite cool because like. The guys back here in high frequency, like Ant, had posted a mix of a song that we've been working on. So I got to listen to that. Corky had also kind of put together a rough edit of a video that we've been working mm. on as well. So I was like, oh, I've got I've got other things that I'm going to go back to soon. And actually <laughs> like, oh, it's it's been working while I've been away. It's good. <laughs> Did you play your, the, the song for your bandmates? Uh, no. No. <laughs> This is my other band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels a little bit like, hey, here's what I've got at home. This yeah. is, my, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's my side piece. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Except maybe the side piece is the thing I'm the most passionate about. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? Well, it's, it's young. Mine. It's younger and fitter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ant and Corky will be really made up to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was nice to have that. I was like, I was on my own in that room for a few hours. Mm. So I was like listening to it, watching the video and being like, oh God, I've only got a few more of these. Then I can get back and focus on this again. Yeah. Which has been, uh, which was real kind of motivation. Mm. As we were in the area, we went back to the Sonic Ballroom in Cologne to pick up the drum pedal that was left there on the very first night of the tour. And we all come full circle. (laughs) Exactly. On our way to Dusseldorf mm. the next day. So, yeah, we, we kind of rocked up outside the Sonic Ballroom and the kind of the wave of like deja vu that swept over you. Can was imagine, like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, we're here. This feels like we were here months ago. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, last weekend, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it was really odd to be back at a place that we started it off at. Yeah, I can imagine. After that kind of really, um, treacherous drive down to the docks the 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 bumpy ferry ride you know the the driving all day must have been quite surreal it was very odd so we picked that up 
and then went on to Dusseldorf, which looks like a really nice city, actually. Like Dusseldorf, yeah. I could spend some really good time there, I think. Was that mm-hmm. where Alfie de Saint-Pet was? Yeah, the first series when they're in Germany. Yeah, they're in Dusseldorf, yeah. That's right. It looks like there was quite a lot to, to kind of explore and see. So mm. that's possibly a place I'll go back to. Yeah. We were there with enough time again to kind of, we weren't there with enough time to check into the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So we had to find things to do. We also had to find somewhere to park the van because it was all, you know, it, it's a, in a city. So you right. had to find somewhere with extortionate parking. Yeah. When it got something to eat. Then we got back and it was a hostel again, but we were like, ah, fuck it. But actually the rooms were really nice. <laughs> but myself and Paul, when we got up to our room and walked into the door, there was a double bed sitting there. Ah. And we were like, this, this as much as we've got used to kind of sharing a space and what have you that's this isn't what it should be a twin yeah so i had to go back downstairs and explain like look we wanted a twin but this is a double and they were like right okay we'll see what we can do it's going to take a few minutes just you know go and sit over there and we'll work it out yeah and after about five minutes they were like right okay we've got you another room it's a double room, but it has an office. And what we'll do is we'll take the office stuff out and we'll put a bed in there. Oh, wow. And so you've got your own rooms. And I was like, yes. Wow. <laughs> That's going ab- above and beyond. Above and beyond. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They really looked after us. Fair um, play. I gave Paul the double bed mm-hmm. because he was much sicker than I was. Yeah. And Oh, well, um, there you go. That makes up for not singing. Exactly. You see? <laughs> I, I look out for my friends. Yeah, gentlemen again. Yeah, ge- ex- see, drink every every time I do something gentleman. Every time Tom's a gentleman <laughs> and not chatting up really hot European women, then yeah, drink. <laughs> not chatting up. No, just getting, sorry, just, just getting just to talking. know. Just talking. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That was a nice turn up for the books having your yeah, own room. Absolutely. But again, it was like by that point, we had to then leave to get to the venue, mm. which was called Rattingerhof. And when we got there, it's a proper fucking venue. They're all proper venues, but this was somewhere with like a proper big stage, mm-hmm. amazing light rig, a massive, massive PA. I mean, it must have been a capacity of five or 600. Wow. Like it was an enormous room. Yeah. Yeah. Totally blown away by it. And it was, again, it was in the middle of the main, I guess, like it was a street full of restaurants and bars. Right. And again, it wasn't that far from the Christmas market that was being Mm. set up. It was actually underway. We went and got another mulled wine from that Christmas market. (laughs) And it was like right on the river and you had a panorama of the the skyline across the river. And it just, honestly, Dusseldorf was beautiful. Ah, Lovely. So, yeah, we had a sound check, which went well. Then we were given, we were able to go next door to the restaurant next door and have a free meal. Oh, nice. And it was, it was, oh, it was proper. It was really <laughs> nice. Like I had the first schnitzel of the Ooh. entire tour and I got a gin. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh the relief. <laughs> oh, it was so nice just to have, just to have a spirit again. Mm-hmm. And I really, I savoured it as well. Mm. But yeah, really nice. When we got back, the other band was doing their sound check. Um, they were called Commandos Marinelles. And okay. um, it was their goodbye gig. It was their final gig. They were they were breaking up after this. Oh, wow. 
and um they were the best band of the entire tour like bar none they were fucking brilliant shame they were shutting it down i said to them after they came off from their sound check i was like you can't split up now i've literally just found out about you like (laughs) you're not allowed And uh, the singer was like, "Well, you got to talk to these guys." And I was like, "Oh, it's like that, is it?" Oh, like it's one of those. He was like, "No, no, we haven't. We're we're not really Brea. <laughs> it's it's the old musical differences again. <laughs> it's like I, I want to do a jazz odyssey. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Fucking <laughs> 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 off you go, sunshine. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> yes, you do it. <laughs> So yeah, they were they were brilliant. Um, before they came on stage, I was talking to the owner of the venue, a guy called Sia, which I assume isn't spelt like the music artist. Um, I'm guessing yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, apparently this venue is like as although it is not the same building, it's been rebuilt since mm. then. But it was the place where all the punk bands basically in Germany started out, going back okay. to Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk started there like even that Ostro 430 band they Mm. were they started out there as well all right and uh yeah he was like he just listed them Detotenhosen like everyone started at this place Mm. and unlike most of the other venues they don't get the government grant from Germany to keep it going he was like none of us earn any money from this we all have other jobs but we come here and all the money that we make on the door and at the bar goes back into the venue. That's awesome. And it, it, it was the most professional place we played. Mm. And he was like, the reason that we don't go for the government support is because then you've got to pay taxes on top of it. And like, right. you're kind of, you're, you're almost bound into certain mm. rules and stuff. If you're taking yeah. their money, mm-hmm. you've got to do it, you know, yeah. a certain way. But yeah, he was like, right, we, we, we do gigs here. We do theatre, we do poetry, we do artwork, you know, like a gallery kind of That's showings cool. and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's a proper art centre. Mm-hmm. We got into Brexit and Trump and migrants uh, and how the fuck the world is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, the more you speak to people, normal people from anywhere, the more you realize that most people just want to get by and are completely sure. perplexed by everything that's going on around them. Yeah. No, and it was I exactly <laughs> the same. He was like, so how, how are things going with Brexit? And I was like, mate, I don't even know which prime minister I'm going to go back to. No, no that's <laughs> a very good point. Yeah. Cause we'd literally just had three in the space of like two months or whatever it was. And, um, you know, there was no guarantee that Rishi Sunak was still going to be the prime. I haven't heard anything about him recently anyway. He could not be. No, I have no fucking idea. But it's it's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because we recorded a podcast for Hammer and uh, with, with the All the Best Lines of Crossover that we did. Mm. And Ben made a, a truss joke. And by the time I did it and released it, she wasn't fucking there anymore. And it was just like, well, fucking hell, how is this out of date already? Politics moves so fast. Fuck it. Well, it does in this country. Jesus Christ. What a mess. I knew we'd get on the politics eventually. Well, look, this is ostensibly a punk podcast. You've got got form. Yeah, yeah, sorry, man. It's, uh, It's It's an interest of mine. It's An cool. interest that's waning, believe me, fucking oh. hell, I can't be asked. Yeah, no, gotcha. I'm with you there, mate. 
in the kind of half an hour we were talking, mm. we went through the gamut of everything that's happened in like five or six years, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, again, you know, not knowing this guy from Adam and now getting deep into world politics was, uh, yeah. was, was really interesting. <laughs> and like I say, just finding people from all over the place have the same kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, mad, isn't it, when that happens? Yeah. So the the first band went on and they they knocked it out of the park. They were so good, like they they were better than us hands down. Like they were fucking, <laughs> they were incredible. <laughs> they started off. They put this big banner with the band's mm. name on in front of the stage. Oh, okay. And they played like a two minute like intro track, which had like loads of what sounded like political broadcasts, gotcha, and stuff going over the, with really ominous music mm-hmm. in the background and then someone from the venue came across as the thing stopped and the band started playing and ripped the uh, uh ripped okay. it down and uh, just they are oh, man they were so good so good i meant to ask actually do you for your stage do you have a backdrop do you have like a sham 69 backdrop yeah we do but most of the stages are either too small for it right. um, we did use it in the first check place the bunker that was big enough a stage that we could put it across the back. And this stage was big enough, but the lighting rig was on the back wall. Ah, uh, okay. So we couldn't stick it up there, which is a bit unfortunate, really. He needs to get a smaller backdrop. <laughs> it sounds like it. Like that no effects one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. You just Yeah, just t- t- tone it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this night, started off a bit rattly because again i got on stage after they come off oh no turned my turned my shit on made sure everything was in tune turned off the tuner nothing oh god and i was like fucking hell it can't be happening again can't be happening again and i knew it wasn't my equipment because Mm. the tuner was getting a signal from the guitar yeah like i could tune it Mm-hmm. <laughs> just couldn't hear it <laughs> couldn't hear it yeah exactly and I was like looking up at the guys on the sound desk and kind of playing my guitar mm. like that being like what's going on <laughs> eventually one of them came down and was like I don't know like nothing has changed since the sound check again I just stuck all different leads into it he pulled out an XLR and put another XLR in and tried to do it that way nothing and uh, eventually I was like, right, fuck it, I'm going wired. So I got one wire into my amp, into the tuner, out of the tuner, into the guitar, mm-hmm. and it worked. Great. And I was like, well, it can't be the wireless system because the wireless system was sending a receipt. Like, <laughs> there was a signal. Like, I don't yeah. get why is this happening <laughs> to me again? Yeah. You know, admittedly, Paul had gone through three nights of breaking strings in a row at the same point in the same song. Like, yeah. pe- people were making mistakes. Equipment was going wrong. Hmm. But mine was like, this is the second night in a row. Yeah. Although the night before wasn't my equipment. So that's true. But still, I've got one broken amp. I don't want another broken amp because then I have no amps for the next yeah. couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> but we eventually got it sorted. It was working through the wires somehow. The problem was then. Oh, no. <laughs> after a couple of songs, I went to tune up, yeah. press, the, press the button on the tuner, and it wasn't displaying anything. But it was cutting the sound, but I just couldn't tune. I couldn't, I had to tune by ear in the end, which is not the best way to do it. So like, I couldn't, I was like, right, I'm up here for nearly two hours and I can't tune. (laughs) 
please guitar stay in tune so after every song i was like ding 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 <laughs> just doing that after every song everything sounds okay i'm probably all right but um again it was such a massive crowd and i was like i can't fuck up in front of this many like oh. why is this happening now <laughs> oh man but it was a great gig like mm. amazing crowd and uh yeah just left everything up there really it was yeah just all out the only problem was that i couldn't get down in amongst them because i was now wired into my of hand. course yeah no wandering for you because i'd done it in haste all the wires were tangled mm. up and like... <laughs> oh dear but no the gig went well there were some people there were lots of people there who kind of knew the guys oh, okay um, and had obviously come to to gigs in the past and what have you mm -hmm. so it was a really friendly crowd I'm pretty sure someone was passing around a joint, which, you know, in amongst loads of cigarettes, it you know, yeah, doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, there was a real strong smell of it around somewhere. And I was like, well, <laughs> it is such a strange thing. Weed it is once you catch that scent, it's like, where the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing it? Just scanning yeah. the crowd. Where's the person with the blunt? Yeah. And then, yeah, so uh, again, you know, lots of lots of chats with people on the way out, including one skinhead guy who was a friend of Simon's. Mm. Um, at the end, he kind of uh, hung around near the merch stall where I was kind of hanging around. And um, he was like, oh, you know, hi, my name is this, that was Cy, his name was. And he was like, so which band are you in? And I was like, I'm with Sham69. And he was like, oh, right, okay, cool. Are you on the merch stall or something? I was like, <laughs> I'm the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't he just watched you play? <laughs> Clearly, you weren't paying attention. I mean, I know bassists are basically invisible, but still, like, that, you know. Yeah, that takes the piss a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I guess he must have been up the top, like, because it yeah. was, the, again, it was down some stairs mm. where the main hall was, and then the bar was up some stairs. Right. And I think he was at the back talking to Simon for the, for the most part. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, after he realised who I was, mm -hmm. Uh, he then wanted a picture and I was like, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> so we did all that. Uh, I got ambushed by a couple of women who were mm. like, you should come to uh, a punk club with us. There's a one round the way. And I was like, I don't know whether that's a good idea. Cause I have no idea where the hotel is. It was quite a drive mm. from the venue to the hotel. And I was like, I, I, I don't know, maybe, but probably <laughs> not. <laughs> One of, oh yeah that was it one of them was the ex-wife of the singer from the other band so i was like nah, i don't think i will no that's that's one to leave alone yeah they've got children together and she was like oh he's acting like a real asshole tonight and i'm like i ain't going anywhere near that like no. in any in any capacity i'm not i'm not even going to talk to you that because, smells like a trap yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i politely declined Mm. and on the way out i uh, took some pictures with the guy who owned the place and uh the guys from the other band and then split and then it took us an hour to drive 300 meters to the main road Bloody hell. like i said this road that we were on was the main drag with all the kind of restaurants and bars and stuff yeah but also right near the christmas market right and we kind of crawled around the corner and then just sat there for about half an hour and eventually Tim got out and wandered around trying to find out what was going on. And it was basically taxis were causing pandemonium, just uh, sitting in place, waiting for people to get in, but not yeah. getting off the main road, just like yeah. sitting in the road. 
Sounds like cabby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cab, cabs are the same everywhere, it turns they out. Kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to all your cabby listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure hashtag not all cabbies. <laughs> <laughs> not all cabbies are bastards. <laughs> But yeah, so it took us bloody ages to get back to the hotel. More than an hour, an hour and a Jeez. half, probably. Wow. And on the way back, Paul was about to piss himself. Oh. So he decided to get out of the van at a red light. But Simon didn't realise that he got out <laughs> and so drove off. <laughs> oh, dear. We weren't far from the hotel, mind you. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then we got pulled over by the police because we were driving with the uh, side door open. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it was all very much like, fuck, we need to just... I, I, I got out of the van and just went and stood against a wall somewhere away from <laughs> anything that was going on. I was like, I'm not going to put a foot wrong. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to sit because like, the hotel is there over the yeah. road. I just want to get there. <laughs> Did the police let, let you go quickly? Or Yeah, I was surprised. They didn't even breathalyze Simon, and that was probably a good thing. I get the impression. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't think he uh, he kept to the not drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we, it was a lucky escape, really. <laughs> and then look, by the time we actually got into the hotel, Paul was already in there. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> so that was how close it was, but it could have been done for urinating in a public place. When you first said the police were there, I thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah, it's sort well, of indecent it. exposure. <laughs> they must have they must have seen us literally the next road down or something, I mm. guess, driving along with the door open, which none of us in the front knew had happened. Because <laughs> the windows are open, so there was already yeah. a lot of air mm-hmm. circulating and background noise. <laughs> yeah. They, they, the, I think the police clearly had other things because as soon as they left, the lights were back on and they were speeding uh, off down the road. There was probably something slightly more pressing for them to, yeah. uh, to, to get off to. Yeah, Kate and I decided that while Simon and Tim were dealing with the police that we'd take Ian back to the hotel and Paul was there. Mm-hmm. And then again, the four of us stayed up for a few hours more in the bar mm-hmm. having a chat, just winding down. But... I was like, I, I, I want to make the most of having my own room, so I'm not yeah. staying up too late. Yeah, not not having a four o'clock in the morning job. No, not again. <laughs> and also because like the next night was the last gig mm-hmm. of the tour, and it was a, a fairly long drive in the morning to Tilburg in Holland. Right. So um, we're back in the van again. This time. Katie is woken up with a cold. Oh no. <laughs> so she's suffering. I'm I'm kind of I only had it bad for those two days. I hmm. started coming out the other side of it. So I was like, great, this is this is good. Yeah. But Paul was still pretty sick. In fact, he felt rougher than ever in the morning and actually even accepted one of my honey and lemon drinks, which <laughs> up until this point, he'd be like, no, I'm gonna just tough it out. <laughs> <laughs> sweat it out on stage and i'm like that's not a good way just take the fucking yeah. medicine man you know yeah. but it's that you know it's that mentality pride yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a geezer yeah exactly so yeah that morning i gave him a sachet of this stuff and then on the way to holland we stopped at services and i got a cup of hot water for katie and again mm. in there have that knock it down and we got to tilburg again with loads of time yeah. got into the hostel we were allowed straight in Hey. Don't drink. 
And it was, again, it was one of the rooms where, like, Katie and Simon had their own rooms in a different hotel because okay. this hostel doesn't do single rooms. Right. So they got their own rooms in a mercure in the centre of town. Very nice. Where the four of us were sharing a room in this hostel. <laughs> yeah. Again, rather than sit around, I had a FaceTime with Joe for a bit while the other two went and got their hotel ready. And we'd kind of agreed between the four, well, we were all going to go out and find something to eat for lunch. But as it came down to it, like Ian went straight to sleep, Tim disappeared somewhere. He got dressed and went off out. I don't really know where he went. And then Paul was going to come out. But then as soon as he laid down, he was like, no, I'm feeling really shit. I just need to sleep. So, yeah, yeah, I had my third FaceTime of the entire tour with Joe. Wow. Which was like, yeah, really bizarre. It had been over a week since the last time we'd actually seen each other's faces. So, so strange. I can imagine. Because that's also, this is the longest time we've ever spent apart either in 12 and a bit years. Wow. So, right, yeah, it was it was an odd, an odd thing, and then it was like, well, I'm coming home tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you guys, you guys do like each other, don't you? We we <laughs> we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to be. Yeah, even if we're not talking, we're still with each other. You know, it's yeah. not not talking, but like, no, no, know, I know we, we can sit and not talk, mm. and that's fine. Then uh, I got the call from Simon that they were ready and got their room together. And then I kind of wandered off into the town center to meet them. It was basically like Tilburg's quite a nice city, but it's like any other British town or city, like all the main kind of chain shops are there. You know, it's very much the same as anywhere else over here, really. But we ended Mm -hmm. up finding a Dutch restaurant and we were like, okay, it's called taste of Holland. That sounds quite kind of fucking tourist baity, but Hey, We'll go in there. And clearly one of the main dishes in Holland is pancakes, which I didn't realise. Yeah. yeah. And everything was was a pancake, Ah. including the pizzas. I had a pizza pancake. Okay. It was a pancake with like, I don't know, what did I have? Tuna? A tuna pizza on a pancake. It was... Wow. Yeah, it started off feeling really light. And I was like, oh, I can bosh this easy. Ooh, it's going to be filling. Because it's just did that, you know, yeah. it expands in your stomach. I really Oof. fucking, really, uh, really struggled. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was that. Then uh, I went with Simon to pick up the van from where he'd parked it and went to load in yeah. at the bar called The Little Devil, it's called. Hmm. And this is a, a traditionally, this Sham 69 plays their last gig there every time because the hostel is literally two doors down nice and so you don't you don't have to worry about any of that driving across the city or anything Mm -hmm. and it was a really really nice rock bar it was great the bar manager behind the bar was really talkative and nice we got to sit there with a couple of beers simon and i did all the humping into the of the gear into the of the gear (laughs) glad you added that and then the others turned up and we were just like, well, let's just have a beer at the thing. And we just got talking to the bar staff and it was just nice. really nice. You know, when people just put you at ease, mm. it was really nice. Yeah. Always good before a show as well. Yeah. And again, this, this was one of the shows where we didn't have any support as well. So it was a long oh, okay. time that yeah. we had um, to kind of sit around and try not to get drunk. <laughs> the sound check took the longest so far. 
because my microphone wasn't working. Oh, God, blimey. <laughs> I started to think you're cursed, you are. Yeah, I think that this is the thing. Don't have me in your band because uh, <laughs> all my shit goes wrong. I am the gremlin. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we kind of, it took ages for the sound guy. I was like, just don't give me a microphone. It's not the first time on the tour I haven't had a microphone. But the sound guy was like, no, 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 we'll sort it out. Someone has been in here and like patched things in wrong. And so I'm just going to have to undo everything and redo things right. in the way I understand. And the guy was really cool, actually. Like we had a we had a really um, cool conversation a little bit after the sound check, and um, we, we were both very much like we don't really like people, but like we do this thing where like we're up in front of people or we're meeting lots of people. Yeah. But generally, people are dickheads. <laughs> like people, not yeah. music fans. Music no. fans are alright, but yeah. like. People. the general public <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we were talking about all that stuff but we're also exchanging gig stories and stuff like he's in multiple bands as well okay. including some kind of metal covers band that once played like a scout fair or something somewhere okay. <laughs> in the wilderness and he was like it was the craziest gig we've ever played like there were kids fucking in the like it was just like it was a, wow it was <laughs> It was like the craziest gig ever. It was just like, you know. The Scouts has changed since my days. Yeah, yeah, same here. I don't remember any of that. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, we kind of hung around for about 35 or 40 minutes because the bar really filled up. And I was like, I'm going to stay back here and I'm going to get served drinks by the one guy who's in here doing the bar. Yeah. I'm not going to have to wait. Like, And I don't want to. It was just too busy back then. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have this big room all to myself. <laughs> And then when they let the crowd in, like we all went to the backstage area and you could just hear it. The energy in the room was yeah. coming through the fucking wall. It was nuts. Wow. And um, when we got out on stage, like it was fucking crazy. <laughs> like it just went off. Like the whole fucking crowd was just like a seething mass of people. Wow. Just rocking back and forth. Awesome. It was incredible. The best way to end the tour, I think. Mm. There was one particular, there was a guy stood right down the front in front of me mm -hmm. and he was, he was blind. Oh. Um, and a couple of the guys had met him out the front and he was asking if there was anyone on tonight and they were like, oh, well, we're playing. <laughs> so like, you know, if you want to come in, we'll get you on the guest list so that you didn't have to pay or anything. Oh, and nice. Yeah. He was right, right down the front. This dude with like long hair and like one of the kind of denim jackets sleeveless mm. denim jackets with patches on and stuff okay. and he was like head banging away <laughs> and um i yeah it was really good like it was a really really kind of energetic crowd and but like people could see that he was blind and like mm. we're trying they were really kind of forming a barrier around him. gotcha quite protective yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool like there it. was there was one bit where i kind of got a bit worried because someone was like, do you want to go into the middle? And he clearly was like, yes. <laughs> and so he went to the middle of the stage where the, the pit was at yeah. most ferocious. And I was like, you better be looking out for him. And he did. Like, this guy was, like, around this guy. Nice. It was so cool. Yeah. There was a crazy woman buying us all shots of vodka throughout the gig, like, was making her way from the bar at the back of the room right down to the front and was like, drink. Yeah. And we're like, I don't even like vodka. But, you know, <laughs> clearly, peer pressure gets the better of you in these situations. It does. 
and uh yeah like it was just it was an incredible like i i think i i actually said it out loud i was like i'm leaving nothing left mm. there's gonna be nothing left of me on that stage tonight nice. i'm just leaving it all out there i'm gonna have a fucking great time I stopped short of getting down into the crowd because I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably best to stay on the stage for that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it was just one of those nights where I absolutely just let it go, and um, yeah, it was easily the best night of the whole tour. Like, everyone Wonderful. found everyone found another gear. Mm. It was incredible. It's it's amazing what that kind of energy sure that energy transfer happens. well i mean that's obviously got to be the reason why they always end their tours there because yeah they've obviously experienced that before makes yeah, sense you can see why mm. and then again after the show like just people buying you drinks the whole time it was crazy like there was this <laughs> welsh dude there who um bought me a couple of these really sweet tasting shots and he was like i'm not going to tell you what it is and i was like i, I need to know what it is <laughs> And then he said some name and I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> and he was like, just have it. It's nice. And I was like, oh, fine. And it was, you know, it was, it was a sweet tasting shot. Could have been anything. Mm. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> there was also a kid. He was 19. Oh, what was his fucking name? I don't know whether I've written it down. But uh, there was a point during the night where Tim unveiled uh, a banana and was like, right, tonight is the first time that we're giving away the Sham 69 banana. <laughs> and he gave it to this kid. And like, it was, I don't know, weird. Random. Spur of the moment. But clearly, obviously, he thought about it because he bought a banana on stage. With him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The Sham 69 banana. Anyway, like this, this kid came backstage to kind of meet us and get us to sign the banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and... Uh, and he was so excited, so excited, this kid. And he basically, he like his dad had turned him on to Sham 69 when he was younger. And this was the first time he'd been old enough to come to a bar to see them. Because obviously the last two years we haven't been out there. Yeah. Because of COVID. And like he was so talkative and like so like, oh, I can't believe I won the banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a way to like keep it alive. You should have said to him, neither could I. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I've never seen anything like it. No. Well, that's actually, that's, that's incorrect. I, I once went to see, We Are Scientists came to my university mm. and um, they were giving out packs of luncheon meat ham. Okay. For some reason. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. That's brilliant. But yeah, so... He was really excitable and we were like, okay, kids, yes. you know, like he was, Calm he was down. Like really, really like bouncing <laughs> off the walls. And then later on, I got clobbered by him and his dad. I found out a little bit more about them and it turns out that he's half Ukrainian. Ah. His mum is Ukrainian. His mum wasn't there. His mum was Ukrainian. His dad was Dutch. And so we had that conversation again. <laughs> right, sir. Which kind of really, yeah, again, it's just like no matter where you go, there's people linked to this thing. Sure. I had a chat with a blind guy as well. It turned out he was staying at the same hostel as us, but I was like, I'm not going to tell him that because, like, you know, mm. I don't really want to be getting like the others weird. into Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but he was from somewhere else. He wasn't from Holland. He was from, I think he was from Czechia, you know. All right. <laughs> And he was there for college or something. 
it was cool kind of having a chat to him. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm like, I introduced myself. I was like, I'm the bassist from the band. Mm. Like at some point we shook hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it amazes me. He was on his own as well. Like, he wasn't wow. with anyone. And I just, I think that that's, I always think that that's incredible. Like people who are blind or deaf or whatever, and they, yeah. they, they, they're still independent. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Getting out there, you know? Sure. And yeah, like again, a few of us stayed in that bar until it closed, basically, because we were just like the music was good, the atmosphere was great, people were really, really nice. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> and it was the last night out as well. Like it was end of term. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like the last the last time that you can have a drink, have a bit of a dance, have a bit of a party. There so in the end, I think it ended up just Paul, me and Katie. And so we walked her back to, well, no, I walked her back to the hotel being the gentleman that I am. Drink, mm-hmm. drink on that one. Yeah. Paul went back to the hostel. He was like, oh, I'm going to sleep. I was like, all right, well, I'm not letting Katie walk across town no. on her own. Like, not on. Mm-mm. But our ferry, I mean, it was like, I don't know what time it was that we left. Mm. It wasn't too late. It can't have been too late because it's a town centre bar, but it felt like, especially when we woke up early in the morning. Yeah. We had to get to Calais for like, what was it, midday, I think. Oof. Yeah, so uh, we, Simon wasn't at the van in the morning when we got back. So we had to drive the van around to the hotel. Uh, and the only person there was Katie. We'd missed him. He'd kind of left. Oh, no. <laughs> so we said goodbye to Katie because she was getting the train from like literally across the road. Like the train station was yeah. just there. So she got on the train. We went back round to uh simon and we set off for calais i slept mm-hmm. most of the way back because i was fucked <laughs> <laughs> and relax <laughs> yeah exactly but it was yeah it was very much like that it was like fucking hell like 16 gigs in 17 days that's a lot it's a lot of a lot of gigging yep and then yeah on the ferry back we kind of passed these big tour buses that were parked up by the side and oh, yeah. um, they were called beat the street the name of the company and uh, so tim and simon both knew a bit about the company and the person who owns it so we were talking about that and i was like oh i wonder who's on there hmm. and um went and sat down in the bar area of the boat and then started seeing people who looked like they were in a band kind of congregating yeah. around and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm still in that kind of talking to everyone yeah. kind of phase. I saw a couple of them break off. And so I decided to head them off at the pass, if you like. Sure. The bloke in a rancid coat and three quarter length shorts with the socks pulled up and the skate <laughs> shoes, you know, I was like, these are my people. Yeah. And it turned out they were the lighting and stage management guys for Rise Against. Nice. But also like the guy in the rancid coat had worked with like dropkick murphy's and uh various other bands the other guy was like he'd worked with disturbed oh wow and and bands like that he was more into the kind of new metal yeah. metal kind of stuff so they were like oh yeah this is rise against like the guys are around if you want to find them and i was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> i uh i wandered around and i was looking for tim mckillrath obviously but mm-hmm. i ended up bumping into i.e. Mm-hmm. stalking because i'd seen him the guitarist zach blair and um i kind of i i, I wasn't gonna 
go and sit back down until I'd found one of them. And I'd seen <laughs> yeah. him walking past me and I was like, ah, he's on the boat. He's up here somewhere. He I can't get him. away. <laughs> yeah. And I eventually, like, I got up to, I was like, right, I've checked everywhere. I'm going to try the lounge because clearly mm -hmm. the lounge is where these guys are going. And sure enough, he was in there. So I just kind nice. of hung around on the stairwell <laughs> like a stalker <laughs> <laughs> until he came out. And I was like, oh, you're Zach, right, from Rise Against. He was like, yeah, yeah. And came over straight away with the handshake and all that. And I was like, nice. oh, cool. And like, we had this chat and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm on tour or just come back off tour anyway of Europe with mm. Sham 69. And uh, he was like, you're in Sham 69. I was like, yeah, yeah, I play bass. He's like, you mean Jimmy Percy is on this ferry? And I was like, no. Ah, different <laughs> had one. To do, had to do all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were kind of talking and stuff. And he was like, I've got to go and get some fresh air. Do you know where the viewing deck is or mm. the smoking area is? And I was like, oh, do you smoke or something? He was like, no, no, I just need some air. And so I was like, I do know where it is. Follow me. <laughs> Walk and nice. talk. And I found out, you know, various things about him, including that he played in Guar. Uh, that blew my mind when you told me that. Yeah. And I was like, that's insane. You've gone from mm. Guar to Rise Against. Like, what the fuck? That's a hell of a and change. Then it, <laughs> then it turned out that, like, he was saying that all his records since he was in a punk band called Hagfish back in the 90s, Mm. have been produced by a guy called bill stevenson out of a recording studio and i was like bill stevenson blasting room right mm. and he was like yeah 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 that's the guy i was like oh my friend who i interviewed on my podcast has done a documentary about it aaron pendergast <laughs> he was like oh my god i sat down and he interviewed me for that documentary i was like wow. oh cool so we had this like there's full a circle there. again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um well, he was talking about Guar and stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, I still kind of write songs with them occasionally. And actually, I'm producing the documentary about them. You know, this is Guar, the oh, documentary. Okay. I produced yeah. that. Wow. I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, oh, and I've got a podcast as well. <laughs> it's called Anti Heroes. Um, and it's just me talking to guitarists about guitars and oh, yeah. equipment and stuff. And I was like, cool. Looked it up, added it in front mm -hmm. of him i was like here we go <laughs> and uh, he was like well, i could come on your show if you like like I'm, i was like i'm not i'm not asking not this pushing. is not this is not this is not what i was here to do and he was yeah. like no no it's cool man like we'll sort something out and he gave me his email address and he was like actually we're playing in where where do you live and i was like oh just outside london he was like we're playing in brixton academy tomorrow night do you want to come Whoa. i was like yes i do <laughs> yes i was like are you sure He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll put you on the guest list. And he literally has an app on his phone where he can go and add people to the guest oh, list. Oh, wow. This is a proper band, you know Isn't what it? I mean? Wow. No waiting for the keys for Rise Against. No, exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. And so he added me in a plus one. And I was like, I, I told Ant and Corky, I was like, fuck no, Rise Against are on this ferry. And then I was like, I'm talking to I'm talking to Zach from Rise Against. Like, <laughs> took a photo. I saw that one. Yeah. And then I was like, right, I've got a plus one to Brixton tomorrow night. Who's coming? Like, mm -hmm. fight amongst yourselves. <laughs> I, I assume that Joe wouldn't have been up for that. No, I did. I asked her first. Ah, okay. I asked her first, <laughs> but she was like, ah, it's not really my thing. And mm. I was like, yeah, I know, but you have to. You know. Sure. Gentlemen. Of course. Drink. Ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real fucking trip like he That's was awesome. like cool i'm gonna go and back and find that lounge again but i can't remember where it is and i was like i'll, ta I'll take you back <laughs> 
to the lounge and we say goodbye i was like thank you so much i'm going to email you about the about the thing i'll hopefully mm-hmm. like i'll be at the thing tomorrow night yeah yeah amazing that's like, brilliant such a nice dude like put his hand out to shake mine first like had yeah. none of that kind of like oh, who the fuck are you yeah like, it was really cool and then to have that connection with the documentary of the blast yeah, film as well, just incredible you know mm. so yeah when we got back to the car the car didn't start oh god so we had to bump it down the hill and it still wouldn't start and oh, he rolled god. down a hill and away <laughs> oh shit <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't find the battery in the van so we couldn't jump it from them so we had to flag someone down oh, to help us jump start the car and uh luckily you know this kindly older couple stopped for us oh bless them and we eventually got home and then that evening i got a message from paul saying that he got covid and so i did a test didn't i stupid fucker and i had Uh covid as well even Uh though i wasn't suffering with it and Mm -hmm. i was like fucking hell i'm supposed to be going up to at this point corky couldn't go and wanted to go but had too much coursework on Mm. So like I was really I didn't have anyone to go with. So I was asking around a couple of other people and at last minute like that, no one could go. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, do I just go on my own? And then I got the COVID thing back and I was like, oh, I can't go. Oh shit. Like my 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 moral fiber, even though there's no rules about it anymore, like I just don't want to do that. Mm-mm. And so I emailed Zach and was like, oh man, I'm really sorry to do this, but like morally i I don't want to come up there with covid and infect a Mm. bunch of people in fact i'm really hoping that i didn't infect you. yeah i was just gonna say when i shook your hand (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you know yeah a shame but you know i didn't expect it in the slightest anyway so like it wasn't like i missed out on anything no but but i did miss out on something (laughs) (laughs) but there you go it's one of those things he was like next time i was like okay i'll hold you to that Yeah. And he's coming on your show. So And yeah, in two days from today. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Thursday evening. So Well, tell him to listen to this then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, this won't go out before before he uh... No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um so yeah, really, really cool way to kind of wrap up what was yeah, actually a really great experience like met yeah. loads of cool people mm-hmm. went to some places that i would never ever go never True. even set foot in some of these places <laughs> yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. yeah incredible and then i took a week off drinking altogether That's probably a good idea. Like, i can't do this force myself to get back exercising and running again because otherwise mm-hmm. i just wouldn't have and um yeah back to life Back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Back to reality. Yeah, back to indeed as a soul to soul. Yeah, it was soul to soul. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah great stuff. Looking forward to the next one, which possibly mm. is uh, February in Scandinavia, perhaps. Wow, that's perhaps awesome. If it if it comes off, so. Um... How about? And here's a crazy idea. How about the north of England? Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's um, it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, I've yeah. I've been trying to get them to go up towards people that I know, yeah. like uh, like yourself, maybe up up in York, and also you know, yeah. into Scotland for yeah. our, our Scottish friends. Tea side, yeah, tea side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like most of my podcasting pals are up that way. Exactly. I will be ensuring that we come up there at some point soon. But, Sweet. Um, yeah, we shall. Uh, we shall see. But uh, it's not up to me, unfortunately. No, but this I is just true. kind of dripping, dripping the poison in the yeah. ear, you know. 
as you say, turn up, play the bass, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Not that it'll fit me, but I'll buy a triple X t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually ended up with no t-shirts left, no CDs, no no coasters. I think the only things we had left were pin badges and posters by the end of it. Pretty much so, all you like, could ask for. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Nice. That that's it. That was the Odyssey over two Wonderful. two episodes, both over yeah. two hours long. Yeah, blimey. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great fun though. Um, yeah, really interesting. I'm glad yeah. uh, glad I got to hear it all. Fascinating stuff. And thank you for sitting in, listening to it, and interjecting. Most importantly, because otherwise it would just be a big old monologue, and that would be really My pleasure. fucking boring. No, well, <laughs> I, I still think it would have been interesting, but no, it was. Uh, it, it's nice to just have something to bounce off. So absolutely, and it's been yeah. nice to have a co-host again. So thank you very Aww. much. <laughs> You're more than welcome, my friend. It's an absolute pleasure to do. So again, people can find you on the internet where? Yeah, so the usual. Twitter, you know, is, is the place, I suppose, where we're most active for Rated H and House of Hammer and all the best lines. Yeah, so it's at Rated H pod, at House Hammer pod and at Best Lines pod. So uh, yeah, uh, follow us on there, interact and say hello and uh, let us know that uh, Tom sent you. Mm. So so we can gauge that. And uh, yeah, and uh, but again, thank you very much for having me on Band Biographies. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Ah, good stuff. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. And thank you Very for keeping so. me company. And until Good next pleasure. time, take care. You too. I hope you enjoyed the second instalment of my diary from the Sham 69 Winter European Tour. I had a great time retelling the whole thing with Smokey, and I'm very glad and thankful to him for giving up so much of his time. Cheers, mate. Again, if you have any questions, you can reach out on social media or via email. Links to all are listed in the show notes of this episode, alongside the links to all the bands mentioned as well. Take care, and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Band Biographies. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts. Please do reach out on Twitter at BandBiogs, Instagram at BandBiographies, search on Facebook for BandBiographies or by emailing bandbiographies at gmail.com. See you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 